Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Nancy Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. You can find us here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are also on 1250, 930 online, PR927F. FM.com. And be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can find us there. Make sure you give us a subscribe, give us a like, and join in on our conversation the next three hours right here on Pirate Radio Live, where we have a lot of guests to get to on this program. Coming up, hour number one. As you can see in the description, Coke Mac. I think we left an H off. Mac McCarthy, no respect to the great coach, Mac McCarthy, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. He is here, hour one, talking college football and more. The Mully Man, Mike Mullis, joins us, hour number two of the show. Former Pirate great, now St. Louis Cardinal Alec Burleson, said to join us at 4.30 on today's program. Looking forward to catching up with him, talking about his year in Major League Baseball. Former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us in the third hour of today's show. And his teammate, the captain, Shane Carden, will join us to talk about ECU quarterback play and more. Coming up in hour number three, Coach Mack, Mully, Burley, Bryce, and Captain all coming up on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is producing the big dog, Glenn Griffin, here as well. And as I mentioned, Coach Mack is to my far left. Hello, Coach. Hello, Mr. Brock. How are you? I am doing all right. Feeling better than I was last week. Yeah, well, you were struggling last week, but we uh, we tried to jump in there and uh, save your voice a little bit. I think you did uh, just fine, and looking forward to another fun conversation today. And you know, I was thinking about it, a lot of a lot of negativity going on in the world, so we like to have fun for three hours, and then that usually gets into us being negative about sports teams. But I think it's better to be negative about that than real life issues. You know, sports is going well when when it's heavily featured on SNL, right? Oh yeah, but just watch that between Deion Sanders and of course the the Kelsey Swift thing and. Uh, what do, I, I guess have they come up with a uh, you know kind of a combo name for him yet? Uh, I don't know. And before the that show might be started, a good project for this show. You said you know have we talked about Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey? And I said no. And I said should we? I don't really know and, that we should. Uh, but, but you were uh, just surprised that it had to come up. Yeah, on, on this show, I would have expected it, and uh, I, I think every talk show I've listened to in the last two weeks has talked about it a little bit. I had a moment a couple weeks ago that I dreaded, and you uh, you have a daughter that is now married, correct? Correct. Very recently, right? I have a, uh, a high school daughter, fourteen uh, year old, Swifty. We were in the car talking about taylor swift and 
Kelsey and I asked Lily, I said, what do you think of uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? And she said, I don't like it. And I was like, oh, because you're a Swifty and you don't want her to be. And I was like, why? Why don't you like it? And she said, because Travis Kelsey's mine. Oh, and I said, oh, no. Goodness. <laughs> and I got into a wreck. And <laughs> I was like, nope, not ready for any kind of talk like that. No. So, uh, yeah, that was. Too young. Ah, that was tough. That was tough to hear. That hit me hard. Uh, but anyway, I do I do love that there there is a Swift Kelsey duo for the Eagles as well. That is very ironic and quite funny that they have a running back named Swift and the center named Kelsey. Yeah, and they occasionally are next to each other on the sideline. That is correct. Uh, all right, Coach. I think Mack. the most interesting thing about it is how she gets in and out of the stadium in the in the popcorn machine. Now, speak on that. Apparently, even at concerts, she can't just walk into a stadium. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's transported inside a popcorn machine. Now, where did you see this? I don't know if I, this is. I or, have seen the. Yeah. I have seen the video of yeah. the popcorn machine. Yeah, I've seen her supposedly inside of like a uh, a dresser type thing. I, I've seen her being transported like in a and woman out. in a magic act where they yes. cut the woman in yes. half. Yes. 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 They have her in these boxes. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. And that's how they get her in and out without people knowing it's her. Like if they, the dummy popcorn machine, they accidentally think it's like the real one or something, she ends up getting shipped off to another. <laughs> I, I'd be worried about that. I was going to pop in and you mentioned the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, breaking news in the Eagles world. They have signed Julio Jones off the scrap heap for some reason. Eh, okay. Do they have injuries at wide receiver that I didn't know about? I don't know. I think they're just maybe adding to their super team. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles have signed Julio Jones. That came out five minutes ago. Interesting. All right. Hey, good, good pick. Good pick, by the way, with the Jets. Over oh, the thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, great I, pick. I picked the Jets to beat the Eagles. Coach That's an Matt. awesome Straight pick. up. Nice. I heard you did, but I didn't hear your reasoning. What was the reason? I said some. I said the Eagles aren't going undefeated. This one feels like something funky's going to happen. I think it's going to be close, so I might as well just pick them to win. But you did not do that with the Niners <laughs> and the Browns. Why do people bring that up? Nope. Like I made a great pick. No, I didn't pick it, and I didn't pick every upset. This I didn't. Weekend. I mean, there was. A, it was a funky Sunday. It was. It was a very funky Sunday. Was it New Kids that had a funky, funky Christmas? I had a funky, funky Sunday, Shirley. <laughs> yes, yes, the league did. had a funky Sunday. <laughs> that they Girls did. Watch. And Coach Mack not, watched not one bit of it. Not one. Don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> Never. The only Eagles he knows is the ones that sing Hotel California. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> the only reason he, he knows, knows about football is the same reason my daughter does. He knows. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Don Henley, and... The Boston College Eagles because he's <laughs> Hasselback. Athletics, yes. Wait, did Hasselback go to BC? Why do I always yes. think he did? Yes. He did? Okay. Yes. Uh, let's check in with the chat gang real quick. Jerry says, hello, Pirate Radio Live fam. Smash that like button. Steve says, HTMFs. Back to you, Steve. Thank you. Jamie says, this is by far the greatest show lineup since I've been watching. <laughs> My circuits are on overload. Holy cow. Cardin, Burley, usual Tuesday lineup. Wow. Holy moly. Jamie, I like that kind of body. Jamie is excited. Right Excitement time. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited, Jamie. It's like foaming at the mouth at his, like, at his house right now. All right. Uh, Cass says, nice lid. This was uh, sent to me by a Pirate Radio fan, Norfolk Tides. 
where uh, Connor Norby hit the cover off the ball this year. You and the big dog, I believe, are rolling with the Tide. Yes, he's wearing a uh, Game of Thrones dragon-style Norfolk Tides uh, hat today. Uh, Jamie says, since the Coach Mac prophecy, football prophecy, didn't come through, he's now Coke Mac. Yeah, sorry, you lost your H somewhere, Coach. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Mike P., the word is Tay-Tay will be in Section 213 in Minji's. <laughs> We're going to sneak her into the popcorn machine. Uh, now, it would be nice that we had a Tay-Tay lookalike that we could bring. So, if you know, if y'all know anybody like that, you know, let us know. It would be nice. Uh, Jamie says Coach Mack is right. Popcorn machine. I don't know how I, I missed. I this. saw that one at the Kansas at the first game at the Kansas yes, City game. Yes, the first the first game they did. There was uh, <laughs> unsubstantiated reports that she exited the building. Well, there and, was the video of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We yeah. just didn't know she was inside of it because right. you didn't see her exit. But these fans, they figure out, okay, she's in this box here. Well, Tay Tay's so, fans are like the CIA. They can find out saying. anything. They figure out, okay, she's in this box. She's going to come out of this in- exit. I thought we had moved on. And from she's this. got to be here. So if we want to get a pick or <laughs> a pick with her, then we got to be at this in, in these coordinates. They figure it out, and this lady has to go to extreme lengths to try to live a somewhat not not normal, just a life. Check out more on Glenn's Taylor Swift Popcorn Box podcast he's got coming out. It's called Big Dog. Taylor Swift. Biz podcast. That's, that's my uh, blog. Uh, Jerry is excited like the Charger woman from last night's Monday Night Football game. Oh, that was hilarious! Hey, the biggest, the biggest league plant of all time. That had to be a paid actress, right? Paid actress. Nobody gets that excited about Chargers football ever. They tried to sling some mess that these people take and lease that box several times a year and then people went and looked up the value of the box and it's like a fifty thousand dollars a game box did you see that coach mac it just it, no 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 that is a paid actress if i've ever seen it the, they kept, the way that they kept the going camera to this lady went right the to the person when it happened and <laughs> is that an actress or a real fan they kept going to her and this was like for a field goal? Like every cutaway <laughs> went to this lady. And she didn't appear to be like, was she like in a box seat or something? No, it was because a $50,000 a game box. That jersey was yeah. just It was an ultra luxury box. There's no way. That jersey just came off the rack. That's not yes. a real thing. Not a the real whole thing. thing was a plant. All right. Uh, Tyler says, tell Big Dog I walked through the drive-thru at Arby's after hours years ago. Sorry if that breaks rules, Coach Mack. Do we talk? That breaks rules. Oh, one hundred percent. That even go. That that's like just an unwritten rule. You can't walk through a drive-through. Although I've seen it done, mostly surrounding weddings. What did somebody say about Arby's? They said, "Tell Big Dog I walked through the drive-through at Arby's after hours years ago." Ah. Okay, okay. that's a brave choice. No. There's more ways than one. Arby's and walking through there. Yeah, I mean, it's both of those things. Brave choice, brother. All right, they have the meats. Coach Mack. Where to begin with college football this week? Well, back-to-back weekends, the big game 
Oklahoma, Texas, then Oregon, Washington delivered lived up to the billing. And I love that. And and we've got another chance this week with and we will have one every week now, but Penn, <coughs> Penn State, Ohio State, uh I, it can't be better than those two, can it? Man, uh it has been fantastic. That first half of Oregon, Washington was awesome, just back and forth. Second half was kind of back and forth, and then the teams would stall uh when they get near the goal line. You had a lot of coaching decisions there to uh to go for it to yeah, a lot of criticism of coaching decisions yeah. coach lanning and of course at the end of the game the one that uh you know could theoretically cost him the game but uh i don't know uh do you, do you want to put keep the ball in the hands of your offense or take a chance in, with the ball in the hands of uh of uh Penix and uh, you know he, he scored so quickly they still had a chance yeah. to win and was that his heisman moment that you know we talked about that a little bit yesterday because caleb williams faltered at notre dame really opening the door which Penix i think was the favorite anyway him and nicks were right there near the top so right now another thing that that helps him out not that it would have been a factor probably but brock bowers getting hurt takes him out of the race unfortunately. well Bra- bowers was never going to win I know. He, he, he might get he invited but he, was he might have got an invite he might have gotten an invite but he was never going to win um and then certainly this definitely took him out but but right now Penix, yeah and he still has some big games left down the stretch to to have other opportunities and you start thinking about quarterbacks that have chances down the stretch the one that's playing better than anybody right now even better than Penix, is Jaden Daniels at LSU, but they've got a couple losses. But if he goes to Alabama and has one of those spectacular games, uh, he could be he could be right back in it. The, uh, another guy, a little local, Drake, Drake May. May. Drake May could absolutely. He's got a chance down the stretch against uh, in some big games. They've got they've got the Duke game. They've got Clemson game. Uh, NC State with the rivalry game. They'll he'll have a chance. Uh, and and now has another weapon with Tez Walker, which is a whole nother story. I haven't uh, followed Michigan close enough since they beat East Carolina is McCarthy a, he's, a shot he, he if absolutely the if they beat Ohio State and Penn State he's going to have to play well and he could be in the mix uh, I, I don't know if the Ohio State guy or or you know uh, the Penn State guy I don't know if they could get in it or not but uh, but McCarthy absolutely could play his way in it and uh, a lot of folks think they're the best team in the country right now but we still don't know that because they haven't beaten anybody again Penix with 302 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. The remaining schedule for Washington this year, Arizona State next week at home, on the road at Stanford, on the road at USC, at home against Utah, on the road against Oregon State, and then they'll finish the year at home against Washington State. So that's the remaining schedule and, for Washington. And, and they're favored, they'll be favored to win out, and with those weapons he's got, he he's pretty much in the driver's seat. Although, did he have his Heisman moment too early in the season? Well, he's going to have to have another, and he will have a chance to go head-to-head against Caleb Williams USC, later, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Caleb Williams had the most miserable night ever. And uh, you know, we were talking before the show about the overreaction. I've never seen so many people jump off a bandwagon or if they were already critical of, of Southern Cal and their defense and Grinch and, and Lincoln Riley being overrated, then they just piled on. Uh, a guy named Barrett Salee, SEC hack, um, he, was, uh, he, was go- he was just going crazy. They called him the biggest fraud in college sports. If you checked Lincoln 
Lincoln Riley's record, what he did at Oklahoma, what he did last year at USC after a team that had a losing record that he took over and, and turned them around into a playoff contender in year one. And uh, they just they just really jumped all over that. It was just shocking to see Notre Dame because I was mad at them just a week ago going to Louisville and, and losing. It was just shocking to see Notre Dame come out and punch USC in the mouth from the start. And to the finish of the game, I just I was very shocked to see the Irish take care of business against USC and then and kind of dominate Caleb Williams. I, yeah. I did it with defense. I did it with defense. I didn't think I did not think Notre Dame could score enough points to win that game. I but I, I was not counting on Caleb Williams setting up most of Notre Dame's points with the interceptions. Yeah. And then you've got Louisville coach. Oh gosh, laying a major egg, a stinking egg, a stinker <laughs> against Pitt, who is awful. Yeah, uh, quarterback world. playing tight end and a backup nobody's heard of playing quarterback and and score a bunch of points against Louisville. Oh, did they put Jerkovic at tight end? Yes. Did he do anything? I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't look. see if he caught a pass or not. But. Forgot about that. Uh, yeah, wild world of college football. Uh, and by the, Miami, um, once again, their coaches are sabotaging the season. You had the uh, head coach not taking the knee the previous week. Last week against North Carolina, their defensive coordinator gets a flag for running out on the field, yeah. costing them 15 yards. They're screwing themselves. We need the uh, the John L. Smith, old Michigan State. The coaches are screwing when it you up. you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience I didn't say Jay from Villa Verde. I said John L. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kids are playing their tails off and the coaches are screwing it up one of the all-time great lines what is going on there with the U, coach yeah I, I don't know if they got overrated early or they may have been just trying too hard of course they ran into a, a, a talented football team but uh the, even that talented football team still had 14 penalties they tr- they tried to mess the game up but uh they were just too dang gum good to mess it up uh any other alabama gets an early lead they hang on to beat Arkansas, so they are quietly six yeah, and one. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna sneak in there unless LSU comes in there and beats them, and and that's entirely possible. Alabama can't score enough points to blow anybody out, and that's dangerous. How respectable is is Arkansas? Not very. <laughs> Not a ton of respect. I mean, they've lost five in a row. They're winless in the league. They do have a great quarterback. They've been in every game, it seems like. Yeah, they had a chance to beat LSU. They have been, but they're they're trying to fire the coach. Can't figure out how to fire him. They Sam couldn't Pittman. figure out how they hired him. He had never even been a coordinator. They've lost by, by seven to BYU, three to LSU, seven to Ole Miss, three to Bama. So yeah. that's yeah. – uh, that's tough. Uh, it's a, it just equals a lot of losses, uh, no matter how close you play. And A and M, Jimbo Fisher continues to uh, to try to f- get people to figure out how to raise seventy million dollars. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, by the way, I was right. And. Anybody shocked to hear that? I was right. Well, well you were, you're always I, right, but what what were you right about what, this what time? What were you right about? I was right about one of the new Big Twelve teams finally getting a win. Now I was wrong about yeah. The you didn't have team. a well. What Cincinnati? You <laughs> no, said it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost. It was Houston, uh, Houston in a wild Mary yeah. against uh, who was that? West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, the yeah. Dana Holgerson uh, revenge game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I saw that and I was like, uh, you know what? I'm going to take credit for this one because the one I, I said is probably not going to come true. That's really weak. That and it's even weaker that you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, Coach? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, but yeah. I, I was right, but I wasn't right. <laughs> 
What the right. hell? That's kind of right. I was a little bit right. This is the guy that loves to be right, even when he's not right. I was okay. Semi-right? Semi-right. <laughs> Semi-correct. All right, you guys. Here we go. Right now, you got a bunch of teams that could be in the college football playoff. We yeah. talked about that. It's exciting. What are the chances? What are the chances, and who will it be? Who is – can they win – the team that wins the Power Five conferences, will they all be unbeaten? Well, the, How many unbeaten teams do we have? All right, so no, no, Big no, Ten about, right now. Talk about Oklahoma right now, Washington right now, yeah. uh, the three the, in the Big the trio, Ten right now, yeah. Georgia Florida right State. now, and Florida State right now. Will the team that wins each of the Power Five conferences be unbeaten? I'm going to say Florida State, yes. I'm going to say Georgia, Georgia yes. yes. One of the Big Ten teams, probably, probably. yes. Um, Oklahoma got Pac twelve. I'm gonna say no, and I'll say Oklahoma losing the championship. West, the Oklahoma could lose, but Washington they they played the hardest team already. Now they may have to play them again. There you go, and they could lose to the non hardest team. I mean, sure. they, they could sure they could oh, trip up. All of them can, but but it's it is possible that there are five. Now, if there are five, who's left out? Who gets left out? Mm. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Probably. Yep. Probably. Even though you could argue Georgia like Oklahoma's been more impressive than Georgia. I mean at that point you get into the little arguments, right? Like yeah, Georgia, tough a schedule. Georgia will not have a better win than Oklahoma. Yeah. But uh, I said um, maybe if they beat Alabama in the championship game, but yeah, even but that Oklahoma Texas beat Alabama. Texas twice. Yeah. Could you put Penn State in that category with Oklahoma? Whoever comes out of the Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you, point, the the yeah. Big 10 champions going to have beaten those other two Big 10 teams. Which is going to look very good on yeah. the resume. And beating an, an Iowa team that can't score more than seven points in the championship game. <clears throat> Iowa going 11-1, and one, can't score 20 points. I saw a lot of, who'd they play? Wisconsin? Yes. It was like Iowa takes an insurmountable five-point lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. That is the way it felt, though. Uh, Jamie says the question, he's a Big Ten guy. How many teams in the Big Ten can get in the playoff? since they have to play each other i mean they're just all the scenarios it's like the uh was it dr strange the marvel guy yeah doesn't he run over all the scenarios surely yeah with the endless possibilities all the endless possibilities and there is a world i think where two big 10 teams can but you have to have a lot of stuff happen you know elsewhere obviously so how will they do you like carolina's chances yeah, I mean they've Currently got at number ten right they've now. They've got Virginia and Campbell. Then they got Duke, Clemson, and NC State to close the year. Yeah, I mean, add Clemson, Clemson fighting, playing spoiler for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, I mean, they're still a top fifteen team, wouldn't you all say? Who Clemson? No. Oh my goodness. No Clemson fifteen. They're not even right right now. I understand, but you you who wants to play them? They're going to be favored. They're favored this weekend at Miami. They'll be favored against Carolina. At that point in the schedule, no. They'll be like favored said, against Carolina. They, be, they will be favored. They'll be favored against Carolina. I agree with that. I'm intrigued about this Duke Carolina game because Duke is no joke. 
Yeah, but and they'll have Riley Leonard back by the time they play the Tar Heels the 11th of November. They they absolutely smoked NC State. Oh my God! Defensively, now I don't even know if they had a quarterback. They may have played without a quarterback. What kind of score are you thinking for Duke Florida State this weekend? Ooh, you know that line is like sixteen and a half. Yeah, too much. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Ugh. All right. It sounds like you're saying they keep it within sixteen and a half. I think Duke is so good defensively. I think they can stay within that. All right. Now I don't know if they can score enough points, but uh, you know they didn't score, but what twenty three or twenty four against NC State. Let's get a break in. Good, uh, good opening segment discussion there. Uh, Calzone said, "Hey, Clip. First time I've been able to hop in the chat this week. Well, welcome in." <laughs> it's only tuesday the first segment of tuesday's show you only missed one show so i'm gonna give you great respect for that speaking of great respect mike schwartz ecu basketball media day coming up thursday women's and media day coming up friday last, last year we'll have we'll talk to the women's as well on friday at one o'clock that's right uh, looking forward to some hoops when's your first game coach Mike? Uh, opening day, December 6th. Got a doubleheader. Radio TV, doubleheader in Blacksburg, Virginia. November 6th. Now, November. I know that you're busy during basketball season with your broadcasting stuff. I but am. earlier in the show, somebody joked that we would had Taylor Swift in Section 213. Now, that's not going to happen, but can we have Coach Mack in Section 213 for a game this year? No, 213. I'm not doing anything with the number 13. Why really? That? You're superstitious? I'm totally superstitious. My daughter was born on a Friday the 13th. Oh, my goodness. Holy She's cow. fine. She's a good kid. She's Coach. fine. She's a good kid. No, she's already my, talking about Travis Kelsey. <laughs> my birthday is October 13th. Oh, my gosh. And and it, it, Max about to run can out you of get here. a birthday changed? Oh nope. <coughs> I like the like, number 13. That's question. my, that's you can my change softball your name. jersey. And Taylor Swift's lucky number is 13, right? Yes, it you is. You know way more about her than anybody else should. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. I wait, are you and Glenn on that song. podcast together? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a Tuesday, we've got new Mike Houston audio to get to at some point today. Talked about why he punted on fourth and two and more. You'll hear that later on in the show. I saw your sarcastic tweet. Yeah. What do you think of it? I thought it was – I had to go go back and look and see why why you did that. It made me a little – it made me upset. 
So you you at the time were upset. Oh yeah, this wasn't a reflection. Oh, I was in here saying, hey, let's start the show because if they are punting and waving the white flag, then we should. Then they're saying the game's over. And uh, and coach said that you go for it always at East Carolina, except when <laughs> it's fourth and two at your own thirty three, and you're playing SMU on a Thursday night. <laughs> Steve Logan's direct quote all those years ago. Uh, I thought it was an his obvious... Logan's record is. I mean, he must not have ever lost a game based on how people treat him here. Uh, was he undefeated the entire time he was here, or just a little bit? I think so. I haven't googled it up. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. <laughs> uh, no, but in that case, you go for it, Coach. You can't punt with six minutes left, down two scores. What are you crazy? <laughs> well, Could I've been, you be I've crazy? Been, I've been called crazy by clip, actually. <laughs> uh, Calzone went to ECU Thursday night and the Carolina game on Saturday. He said UNC played Living on a Prayer and they sang it louder than ECU. Maybe it's because they had twenty to 25,000 more in the stands. I thought that was an ECU tradition. Well, I just Googled college football traditions Living on a Prayer and here's what popped up. Beaver Stadium sings Living on a Prayer. Ohio State marching band, Living on a Prayer. Um, that is not a unique ECU tradition. It just happened, and we use it because the uh, students sing it, the fans sing it. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Justin Bear from ECU Marketing says they're gonna, as long as they keep singing it, they're going to keep playing it. So, If I Googled it up, and ECU is 1-5, and, and Carolina is undefeated, now, I'm not saying that has something to do with fan response. Yeah. But I think your fans are louder when you're undefeated. Yeah. If we had a winning record, our living on a prayer would have been louder. There have been years where our crowds were louder than North Carolina. Right now, yes. they are number 10 in the country, right? They are. So, they're going to have... Uh, Even with all that wine and cheese, they should have... <laughs> they're not really loud to be honest uh even when they have a lot of people there which with they they don't unless they're in this situation but uh i will say this one of the amazing things and not to not to get off this subject because we want to come right back to it but virginia tech has won three games last year they just won their third game this year they have sold out every game this year and it's just been incredible i mean they they come and i don't know why but they come i was talking with ellerby earlier you know and we were spoke about the carolina thing and it's just if any other program in this state was undefeated yeah and in the top 10 it would be loud oh yeah it would be loud. everybody was, but duke yeah if it was us yeah 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 if it was us or state app state app state anybody any of the other big programs yeah. if they were undefeated the noise would be loud I mean, even Wake has had their glory days, the past, the glory years, the yeah. past. They're not years. loud. They're not loud. They're not very loud. They're not loud. And, but, and then Carolina's in there, but they with, should be loud. with hopes yeah. of a Heisman candidate with a bunch of pros. Yeah, a bunch of pros on that squad and quite crickets, Jack. I will say this about ECU too: nobody has a better looking field. Oh yeah. Nope. Nope. Nobody has a better looking field. No matter what the record is, that field is always a plus. Joey Perry, Joey Man, Perry. yeah, yeah, the green thumb. He is. Uh, he oh, is I, I've seen his hands. All his fingers are green. <laughs> it looks like a ninja turtle and calluses all over. I call him Michelangelo because he's an artist and because he's a ninja turtle. He's green. 
uh moronic mondays is watching in class right now not paying a damn lick of attention good you'll learn way more on this show than you will in that class about drive-throughs about is college football that joey's new name that popcorn machines <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> can't let it go um <laughs> emma from our friend emma the liar she said crazy finish of the week colorado state over boise on a hail mary yeah. p.s i wasn't there emma has been to a lot of sporting events over the years all right she tells us at least she told us that she was she said there. she was not at that game or is she lying and she was actually there could be uh pam brock who is my mother on uh, facebook 10 minutes ago said my granddaughter is amazing so there you go oh yeah I haven't heard from pam in a while on facebook what's up pam <laughs> pam was the mystery caller that told uh shirley yesterday that beard clips beard. <laughs> probably that so. was pam. that's what i think that was yeah. pam. the way you the way you stated that uh pam brock who is my mother on facebook is mean she's like your mother all the time or just no just, just my facebook, facebook mom. Yeah. she's just her uh the mother on facebook. i hired this lady <laughs> to be my mom on facebook she That's also cool. happens to be my real life mother as well big Good. coach mac fan nice my, my folks I'm glad like somebody you, in her family likes me. my whole family likes you <laughs> yeah. coach mac good grief all right um how about penn state ohio state I don't know. I'm going with Penn State because of you. You have influenced me. I have, but I, but I have one caveat. I am really concerned because Penn State just is not making any big plays offensively. They're playing well, and I think they've got as many good players as Ohio State, and they're. Uh, I think they're better defensively, even though Ohio State's better than they have been, but they don't make any big chunk plays. Hmm. And they're going to have to if they're going to beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Which team? N- neither has been tested, right? Well, Ohio State beat Notre Maryland. Dame. And Maryland. Are we counting Maryland? They just lost to Illinois. Yeah, I still count Maryland. All right. Penn State, what's their most impressive win, Coach? West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. And, to open and they just up. lost to Houston. I, I know we joke about Iowa, but beating them 31 nothing, do they get any points for that? They get points for that. They get points for 31, for 31 points. Yeah. They don't get beat they don't get any points for for the shutout. No, because Iowa almost shuts themselves out. So Penn State has not been in a competitive game this year. Ohio State has. They were it was t- it was close at halftime against Northwestern in some bad weather. Yeah. And then they poured it on. Yeah. But uh, but that was the only time it was close at halftime, even. But uh, but yeah, uh, Penn State was you, you know you know how I felt about them before the season, and gosh, I want I want to pick them again, but it scares me that they aren't making any big plays at all. No explosive plays, and we know Marvin Harrison Jr. can make some explosive plays. Yeah, and, and Ohio State's beat up. Their running backs are all beat up, and uh, and they got some talented with Marvin Harrison has been hurt. Uh, he, I think his dad's complaining a little bit that he's not getting enough touches, but uh, they still have great receivers, and, and McCord has gotten better and better. You look at some of these showdowns, Texas, Oklahoma, certainly Oregon and Washington, the, uh, the point totals in these games up uh this total 47 so kind of a typical 24 21 big 10 type yeah, game yeah and, and, with, and without turnovers that might be optimistic uh i state a four point favorite in the game i wish it wasn't at noon coach 
Yeah, that's been that slot. Uh, you know, it's been night at Ohio State at, at Penn State a couple times, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of been the slot <laughs> at Ohio State. So I guess you'll have big noon there and all college the Big game Ten. Day. T- all the Big Ten games have are noon kind of games big because noon. of the weather. It's always gray and cold, cold and gray. It looks. Uh, it looks cold. Just watching it on your TV, you get a little chill. You have to grab a blanket. Um, would you like to talk about the ruination of college game day? Oof. I, I, is that your opinion? No, those are your words. It, it's, those it, are your. That's your exact quote. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. What? So Pat McAfee. What? What? Pat McAfee. What made it good, and why is it no longer good? Because they celebrated the traditions and the 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 atmosphere, the the you know all the glamour pageantry. that goes. They have pageantry. That's the word I'm looking for. That they they celebrated those things, and now they don't celebrate anything except clicks. Yeah, it's gimmicks. It's and you know how i feel about gimmicks we've talked about that with nascar NASCAR, dirt on the track you know the the little bitty course at the la coliseum too many road courses rovals which isn't even a road course now there are gimmicks involved over the years lee corso became a caricature of himself kind of putting yeah, on that. yeah you had your one little thing you looked that forward to right at the end that took 15 seconds yeah and now that is the entire show. The whole show is gimmicks. Yeah. We're kicking field goals. And and it isn't like the other people have influenced McAfee. McAfee has influenced them. He's drugged them down into acting like fools. Uh, t- t- all right. Now, now, okay, I've said my piece. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely not as it was. And I, I think I'm halfway okay with McAfee. I'll say this. I don't watch his show. Do you like him paying Aaron Rodgers a million dollars a show to be on his podcast? I don't have a problem with it. What is that? What do, what do I care oh, about? I don't, I don't care either, but it's you know it's just kind of right. crazy. Well, I, he gets Aaron Rodgers on his show. I wish we could pay you a million dollars to be on, Coach. You are, actually. Oh. <laughs> you were not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, LRB. <laughs> uh no i mean and again i don't really follow it i don't but i think he is an entertaining guy i tell you i do like him in uh wwe smackdown like he he's a and maybe that's what he is is. maybe that's that's where he he belongs he's a character that's his personality maybe he belongs there this is real right this is football yeah this is college football this is the best you could argue college football has gone to hell in a handbasket you could argue that wrestling is more real (laughs) <laughs> oh my god there is more honor in pro wrestling than there is in college football right now coach. Uh, you, you, now that is a debate we, we could have a long 18 minutes to the end of this show <laughs> it's all predetermined anyway we know who's going to be there at the end and let me say this about college game day and we'll go away from pat mcafee and as much when i think of college game day i think of coach lee corso when will it be when they finally say, "Hey, you've got to go. You just nah, nah. you got to you got to stop." Yeah. It's, it's very getting, uncomfortable. It, it, it's getting very bad watching him on. It's Saturday. been bad. It's not getting yeah, bad. It's been bad for three it's years. It's been bad. It's just I don't know. It's just like man, either y'all have to cut it off with him, I, and maybe it's Lee Corso saying, "Look, I'm 86, 87 years old, and I want to continue to do this because I love it." Oh well, yeah. But at the same time, it's like man. 
it's not fun to watch, and it just it's, it stinks seeing where he used to be and seeing where he is at. You now. would think he's hit the retirement threshold for ESPN at this point. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, let the man have his insurance. Give him his ESPN him, severance pack. Is his yes? Let the man go to the house. Yeah, like you said, um, pension. I wanted to ask you, Coach, about another story. Uh, you mentioned the the McAfee Rogers thing, and that's what sparked me to it. Have you read about uh, the NBA reporter Shams? Charnia, he's like the there's Woja, there's Adrian Wojciechowski on ESPN, like the big that's the big guy. And this number two is the this other guy. The NBA. Um, but anyway, he is. It came out in this report about him and his lifestyle and kind of about what you know what it means to live kind of 24 hours a day on your phone, getting these scoops, this, that, and the other. He essentially is going to the players. Uh, representation in between, like during a negotiating deal, he's running point between a player's rep and a team, and telling them, "Okay, you can get this guy for less. You can get this guy for more." And I think that at what point are you not a journalist and you're a player rep? That's it. <laughs> We're that's, at you that. Know, like, that's, that's the, the line, point. right? You yeah. Know? I mean, how can you be trusted with any information when you're sitting there and you're playing people's money against each other? That's crazy. I had not. I have not I'm it's a go. very. It's a good story. Um, and it, it that's kind of it's a that's a part of the story. But you see how it fits all in. And then there's the moral questions of, okay, you're you're affecting real world money now. Um, why? At what point are you not a journalist? You know, that's the question. I, I, yeah, I think the question is obvious that the now when you're leveraging not, people yeah. against each other, he's you're not, not a journalist. journalist. He's not a journalist. You can you can never be part of the story ever of the business. Yeah, yeah. This is even bigger than than a story. But but yeah, he has inserted himself into the news that he is supposed to be covering. Yeah, he's telling him. You know, let's say Harden and Philly. He's telling Philly like, look. He's still going to play. You guys don't have to trade him. Or he's telling another team, look, uh, the interest is there. You guys need to pick up your order. You, need, you guys need to make a bigger offer. This, that, and the other. He's just being an insider. And he needs to know that, but he doesn't He doesn't get to share that. I think there is a, there's got to be some sort of like I, – I just don't – I don't. maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't believe like a Schefter is running point for Aaron Rodgers when he signs with the Jets. No. No. You know, no. it's just it's, it was a crazy it's a crazy story. No, and it's great that he's getting the information from different sources, but you don't share that information with the sources. No. At what point are you you're just not accountable anymore? Not at all. You're not trustworthy, man. Not at all. And 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 will anybody trust him going so, forward? So I would that's the other thing. That was going to be my other thing after after that comes out then You've got to think that your league sources. So what's his benefit? Start running dry. I guess he continues to get stuff from people if he's helping them out in some way. Yeah, that yeah. The benefit for him, but yeah. then the problem becomes you're only going to get stuff from the people you're helping. That's right. Once everybody knows the game, and now everybody knows the game, and it's been a big talking point in the NBA circles for a week now. We got to uh, take another break. We're yeah. behind. Let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll have our top 10 and top 25 picks. I've jotted down a list of non-top 25 games to keep an eye on this week. And more with Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, when we return after these words.
You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Caleb Stroud of Stroud's Marine grew up on the water and has loved boating his entire life. And that's why in 2012, he decided to give back to the Marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged Marine parts online. Stroud Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. Their mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Strouds Marine, your best source for salvaged outboard parts. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Oops, sorry. Watching a video of jersey swaps after NBA games. It's like Dirk and D-Wade and Giannis and Donovan Mitchell. Coach, I'm wondering if you... And Chandler has uh, your tie from the win over NC State. But if you could, do, if you could have done a jacket swap or a tie swap with a coach after a game that you coached in, who would you want to swap with? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably just for jokes, Wimp Sanderson. You know, with his with pla- the ugly with his plaid, with his plaid jackets. Yes, I remember that from uh, Bama. Is he Alabama? Yes, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. All right, Coach Mack, a Wimp Sanderson jacket right there in the living room would look good. All right, let's get our top 10 and top 25 picks for the week. So last week, Coach Mack and I had Washington beating Oregon. We got checks for those. Chandler had Oregon beating Washington. That was incorrect. I had Miami rising from the debacle and beating North Carolina, and they double debacled. And North Carolina won, so that was an X for me. Coach Mack had USC beating Notre Dame. Just missed out. Just a bit outside. And Sharp Chandler. I like Sharp Cheddar. This is Sharp Chandler because he is sharp right now. Picking my Kansas Jayhawks to lose to Oklahoma State. And Mike Gundy did it again. By the way, they're having a respectable season. As I look at my list of non-top 25 games to keep an eye on, Coach, James Madison at Marshall. Marshall's been big floundering, game. but big that's game. a big game. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. One of these teams is going to be 5-2 and two overall. That's crazy. And I don't think a lot of people had that. UTSA at FAU, both of those teams are 2-0 and o in conference play in the Americans. So that's a big game for them. And then, I don't know why I always have Georgia State on my list, but Georgia State at Louisiana sounds like a good Saturday night game with those teams. <laughs> so keep an eye on that one. That's my list. All right, top 25, top 10. Let's start with our top 25 loss this week. What top 25 team is going to lose? I am going to go with Alabama knocking off Tennessee on Saturday. This was the game last year that made Chandler officially a sports guy when he had Tennessee winning at home against Alabama. I'm going to take the tide to beat Tennessee this year. Chandler. I've been waiting for this week. I've been waiting for this matchup because I'm going to do it again. Let's play it. Oh, Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. 
Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Give me the Vols over Bama. I'm going back-to-back, baby. I don't care. Now, let's look. Alabama's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to choose Tennessee to beat Alabama on the road. Texas did did it earlier this year. Now, do I really think Tennessee can go and beat Alabama? So you're making the pick. I'm making the pick, yes. I do think they can cover that nine and a half, but look, not just cover the nine and a half. They go to Tuscaloosa and they get a win. Give me Tennessee over the tide. Is that your top 25 or your top 10 pick? Top 25. Because they're tenth, in, they're tenth in the coaches' poll. Hmm. <clears throat> well, it's eleventh on the ESPN app. Okay, there we go. All right, Alabama. Who you got, Coach? Duke. Easy. At you, Florida State, you got Florida State knocking off the Dukies. Top ten. This is my Coach Mac pick of the week. He is. Uh, I got white out in my brain. He's got Happy Valley. He's got all that uh, in my brain since the start of this season. Loves Penn State. Time to put up if you're James Franklin and knock off Ohio State this week. So give me the Nittany Lions over the Buckeyes. Chandler. Um, I hate to do this, but I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to go Penn State over Ohio State. I can see a James Franklin postgame interview. Uh after the game, knocking off Ohio State. I think we just got hustled like a game of pool. I don't care. Coach I, Mack put this in our brains so we would pick this, and now he's going to pick the opposite. And that's fine. Go ahead, Coach. But, we are uh, suckers. I, I'm i going with the Nittany Lions over the Buckeyes. Who are you picking, Coach? Bada bing. You're taking Ohio State? The Ohio State University. He's sucking hey, he's sucker. We are morons. <laughs> You're probably going to win. You're probably going to win. Why did it take me so long to pick up on that? <laughs> right when Chandler said, I'm riding with you, I was like, wait a minute. I was going Penn State anyway. smells fishy in here. <laughs> Coach Mack pulled a fast one on us. I don't know if you can see the trend. What a rope-a-dope. I, I don't know if you see the trend, but I've been going on the road, dogs. I went last week with Oregon. I'm going to go again this week. It didn't work out last week with Oregon. Yeah, was, yeah you lost. For you. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it didn't work out last week, but... Uh, I'm going with two road dogs with Tennessee at Alabama and Penn State at Ohio State. All right, Coach Matt, good stuff, man. Fun show, guys. Where are we at in NASCAR? What are we doing? We're going to Homestead, and uh, Harvick is doing the old throwback Budweiser scheme that he won the champ, the one he won the championship in. All right, Uh, at Homestead coming up this Sunday. Thank you, Coach. Thank y'all. We'll see you next time. There is Mac McCarthy joining us to kick off a big Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Still to come, the Mully Man will be in the house. Alec Burleson will join us. We got Shane Carden, Bryce Williams, and a giveaway. Big two hours left coming off this big first hour. Back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join DriveHereNow.com. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and a proud supporter of the Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. It's Charlie Rhodes, Chan Man. Mully Man, Mike Mullis, joining us in the studio. Long time no see, Mully. I know. What's up, buddy? Uh, a lot. Quite a bit is going on. Um, Adam said, Chandler is always picking against Alabama. You got it right last year, but even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Hmm. And I wonder where that phrase began. I wonder if somebody was like watching squirrels on their porch. They're like, man, that little blind squirrel never eats. Never. And then one day... How do you know uh, that a squirrel will be blind? Because it's because it's not like their most. Uh, it's got little tiny glasses on. It's got and a, a little cane. A stick. Yeah. Okay. I guess I don't know. Uh-huh. It keeps running into the tree. But I mean that that's just a normal squirrel, right? Like they squirrel. Yeah. Uh, but Chandler did find that nut last year. Chan, I think you got a tough go this week, buddy. I mean, look, I, your passion. I think I, you picked Tennessee just so you could sing Rocky Top. Yeah, probably so. Because you don't know like Alabama Tennessee. fights on. I also like Tennessee. You, you do? Okay. Like, Alabama's not your dad's Alabama. I mean, okay. they're not that great. If you were to pick an SEC team today to be a fan of, like, all right, this is going to be my team the rest of my life, what team would you pick? Tennessee. Okay. Because why? of Rocky Top. That's exactly. There you go. There you go. That's an honest answer. You know what I was thinking? Like, like, I also like their black uniforms. Who is the uh, Neyland Stadium? Is pretty cool. Who is the best team in the in college football right now? Georgia. I mean, I know who's ranked mm-hmm. there, but boy, they and lose the Bowers. Mm-hmm. They seem really suspect. Now. Is it Michigan? Is it Florida? Michigan? I don't. Florida dislike. State. I can't see that. I, if they I were in the SEC, maybe I'd feel that way. They could be in a couple oh, of years. Big Ten, no, I mean, no question. I, I, I mean, I kind of got to think Michigan, but even Michigan, you're like, it's kind of vanilla. Nobody's going to say Washington. You're not ready. Uh, to argument that can jump. be made. Here's a trivia question, Molly. Who's the only college football team to hold Michigan under 31 points this year? That would be the uh, Pirates. You are correct. Enough said. Yeah. You are correct. Man. No, Molly. That's a. Uh, I think that's a good thing that we're having this question right now. I mean, I, I'd literally. I, there's, you know, normally again, you you have the Alabama that separates themselves, or a really good Georgia team, and this Georgia team is is not bad, but they're not. They just don't seem very Georgia-like. We could be in January asking this question, even after it's all said. And you know, done. and it's kind of a weird football season all the way around. And I heard you mention yesterday, even as, as it relates to the Pirates, like and there's just still so many like questions that are not answered. And I think that applies across the board with college football. There's, and, I mean, is this the NIL effect at the highest level? Are you seeing the distribution of talent because of the money drawing guys different places? I mean, I don't know, I'm, you know. It's just, do you have a quarterback this year? That's part of it, too. 
because Alabama doesn't. Right. You see That's how, how we've talked. I mean, we talked about this yesterday with like how free agency you only thought about the nfl now with college football it's kind of like a free agency with the nil and then like you just said it's like you know it, there's a lot of similarities now with pro and college football it's just so, it kind of goes hand in hand so on that conversation your best college quarterback right now is who's the guy i mean you got to go Penix right now yeah well it's probably still caleb i know he had a bad game i, I know but that i mean it was a really bad game yeah I mean, right now you don't you? I mean, just recency bias. You go, Penix or May. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it it's it just seems weird to say that because again, going into the season, you would say this is going to be a runaway, Caleb Williams and everybody else. But even when he didn't have those three pit games or that three pit game, he still hasn't looked great. And I know uh, Oregon, he's looked pretty great. And I know Oregon lost on Saturday to Washington, but like Bo Nix. Could Bo Nix will be in New York? I really think that. How yeah. many people did they invite? Like four, three in it. I think it's three. But like Bo Nix, I, I mean Bo Nix looks good. Well, Caleb Williams is going back just by default, right? Like they got to invite him back, don't you think? And then, then maybe Bo Nix is a guy. But yeah, I would think Penix. Uh, if he had it, now, if who's Caleb, the Michigan quarterback? McCarthy. Mac McCarthy. McCarthy. There you go. You say Matt McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, but if Caleb Williams has another game, I mean, this is like no crap, Sherlock. But like, if he has another game like he did on Saturday, because the rest of the way they have some winnable games. If he has another game like he did on Saturday, then no, no he's I, done. Th- then he will not be. No, that's anymore. right. That's right. Chad said it's gonna be May. Okay, could be. He's gonna have a chance. So I mean, we, we're we're on path to see a Duke Carolina ACC championship game, right? You forgot about Florida State. Oh, I did forget about Florida. Or are you State. saying Duke beats Florida State this weekend <clears throat> and takes care of that? It, That's you know what, what he's saying. If I'm going to go there, then, then I got to feel pretty good about Chandler's Tennessee Alabama deal. <laughs> so I mean, I uh, and I don't know. I, the, By the way, no, did anybody say Florida State best team? You said it, didn't you? I, I said he they did. Could. I, I just he I threw, I threw him in the a, mix. He suggests that as a possibility. You know, I, does Duke beat Florida State? Ah. Man, you're just too many. Do dogs. they cover the fourteen? Yes, yes, yeah. Florida State's got some dogs. I mean, they got they can roll some athletes at you. It's kind of like this Major League Baseball playoff. Been a been a fun year. Wait, how? Wait, why? How? Because it's it's still like the. I mean, is it is it the Phillies and everybody else? It feels that way. I mean, look, when I'm seeing Aroldis Chapman come in again, I'm like, is he still playing? And he's been ineffective for so long. And as soon as I get that thought out of my head, he gives up a home run. So the Rangers just seem so suspect to me on their side. Well, you mean in this series or overall? Because they are it, in well, a really good spot right now. They are, but it's it, 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 I guess what I'm saying is if they play – if they're the ones that play the Phillies, whoever plays the Phillies seems to be in trouble. Seems to be like the only person that can run with the Phillies would be the Astros. I'm, God, I'm still angry. I, well, I look, and I know you. I mean, look, it was it was terrible timing for the Braves, and a couple things didn't go their way, and then the Phillies just showed up. Oh, so, so let me can I let's let's go down a list real quick of, let's go. of things that matter and don't matter. Is there too long of a layoff? Is there a disadvantage for the Orioles, Braves, Dodgers, all these teams that lost? No. I agree. No. And I don't want to hear about it. What did you think of Snicker changing the lineup, game one? What's I don't, that? I don't love that. Okay. I, I, and I think it's 
when you have the quality of club that they have, <coughs> you almost don't even look at the lineup. Right? You just roll with what got you there. But, I, I you know, he had it, obviously it was a gut feel, but probably something based off some analytics somewhere. Uh, but typically, the last time you want to, you know, it's, it's the old adage, don't fix it if it ain't broken yeah. kind of thing. I so maybe say, he may have outmanaged himself a little bit right there. If you're and, in the batter's box, just hit the ball no matter where you co- are. Correct, but there, there are some different approaches in, in different situations, and you're by different spots in the lineup, you're put in situations that may be a little, you know, a little different than what you're you're used to. How about Arcia makes comments in the clubhouse? They get out, and then Darno does an interview, and he's like, you know, this is sacred, and now people are, you know, putting things out there that were meant to be private like you know whatever it was said i'll tell you this i think it matters a whole lot less if they're playing the diamondbacks but you can't do that with the philly fan base and with bryce harper but in particular yeah yeah and the 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 philly fan base thrives off of stuff like that they are bloodthirsty oh I, i hate them i hate bryce harper but I respect the hell out of them, and I wish our guys were more like them. Well, it goes back to about one of my earliest memories of, like, where do I put the Philly fan base is the booing and rocking of Santa. You know, so that that's kind of always in my mind been the deal. I tell you, you know, and now t- the Braves fans are the ones that throw trash on I the I know, field. it. how about that? That was so uh, out of character. Not really. They've done it before well, in the other playoff game. We are trash. How about... Um, you know, we had this discussion years ago about Harper and the only way that he'd win a World Series. And now he's in that position where he doesn't have to be the guy. I'm, I'm not going to do a 180. I, I I totally respect Bryce Harper now. No, though. but we, we said years ago, if he if he's going to be the guy, if he's going to be the best player on the team, that team's not going to win a World Series. You said that. I did. And I co-signed with you. I did. And now we're seeing he doesn't have to be the best guy. But he is no, he is the best. Cassiano's Braun. I mean, he's got some dudes around him, but he is the guy. And I, I think he's and just he's a, staring down our shortstop, and he's throat slashing. And you know what? Good for him. I think he's just. A, and, and you know what? And that kind of goes counter to what the comment I was just about to make. I was going to give him credit for being a little older, more mature than being a better clubhouse guy. Which maybe that I is a good is. clubhouse yeah. situation for for the Phillies. But yeah, the uh, the stare down, not once, but twice good for him and quite robustly you know what we need to do we need a guy to hit a home run and, and then that. stare somebody down right yes i get it that's what i, I mean it. man that's if you don't like it stop them exactly and we didn't stop them and the diamondbacks aren't going to stop them and it's just going to keep going and how long do you think it felt like when when harper rounding second base rc is standing there as he's going by i bet that felt like it was 30 <laughs> minutes of just being yeah punked absolutely like yeah nothing you can do what are you gonna do i mean even i think if i'm marcia i just kind of walk into the outfield oh yeah at least i've got my back turned or something you know but he he kind of you know he kind of just wore it (laughs) that's all i mean that's it that's all you can do at that point just puked all over him oh man you've seen any uh did you go out there this weekend i did i did man beautiful weather great man what a crowd out there i mean and you had soccer going on at the same time i I felt like it was a super regional game there was parking was at a premium but uh yeah it was a good time uh you know so last year you you identified root early for us molly give me a name give me a uh, newcomer this year that stood out uh and you know what i have not done my research on the roster but i really like two freshmen i like the uh the the 30 uh, 31 the the third baseman wallace uh maybe colby yeah 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 and i like uh bristol carter 
I like the center fielder. Uh, you know, I, I like both of them. I, I don't pitching wise. I didn't fall in love with anybody. Um, How did Norby look, uh, Ethan Norby? He's the out getter. He's you know he's not going to overpower you with a big fastball. Um, he does not look like a Norby either. The only similarity in the way you kind of identify, you know how Connor kind of wore his hat on the very like kind of top of his head. You know he, his hat was a little different. That's like his brother. His brother's a bigger body left-hander. I don't know how many pitches he throws. I'm going to say at least five. And I'm looking at him from the side, and but but looking at actions and looking at velocities, uh, he's I, I, you know normally when you say a left hander is like a pitch ability left hander, that means it's going to be first pitch breaking ball, strike one, and then the hitter's kind of guessing the rest of the way. I'm not saying he's quite like that because he is 85, 86 is what I saw the other day, um, but he is going to be a guy that's that that his his secondary stuff is going to be big for him. What's the format like for those false scrimmages? Two sevens, they go out and play baseball. I mean, literally, kind of play ball, and they finish all seven. You know, so the the home team hits in the bottom regardless, and then. Uh, about a 15, 20, 20 minute break between them and let them go. I read that, and I think this was inter squad stuff, but um, a crystal was swinging it pretty good. And you've got that situation again where we didn't think would happen, but Wilcox and McChrystal back together again for another year. Yeah. Um, and the freshman catcher, uh, I did not see him hit, uh, but I, and I was able to watch a little bit of Friday scrimmage too, and I actually saw Root throw. Uh, Root was really, really good Friday. I mean, I, that kid's going to be. I, I think with him, and of course, I'm you know the leader of the of the Root fan club. I, I think that kid's probably a, a and, and you know all these things kind of work themselves out. But come when he's draft eligible next year, I think he's probably a pretty high pick. He may be one of the best left handers uh, in the country. He's he's special, and he was velocity was up a little bit, uh, a little breaking ball cutter. I mean, he, it, it was good, but. Um, the catching situation is a unique one. You have two guys that are, you know, I guess you go, you're, you're to, to me right now, just from the little bit I saw from a pure receiving standpoint, the freshman catchers, that, that he's got a chance to be special. Man, he can really throw. And I'll tell you, I don't know if there's a team in the country or a program in the country that has three catchers that can throw <laughs> like these three. Uh, but, you know, Will Coxon, you fall in love with. It's, he's just got to get that that one you know, kind of mental laps. He seems to have a series or kind of take a pitch off and it gets away from him. Uh, McChrystal's, you know, they, they, they obviously are all have, have work to do. And, uh, but yeah, you, 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 you got to feel pretty good back there. Uh, you saw Clanch and, and, um, Cunningham over at first base, uh, different times. So, you know, feel good about that. Where's Dixon playing? Uh, kind of moving around. I saw him Friday play a little bit of shortstop. I, I think they're kind of trying to figure that out. And I think that's the biggest challenge for the staff is that you got a lot of guys that are very similar uh, from the standpoint of you, you kind of feel good if they're playing corners, you know, corner outfield, maybe first base, maybe, you know, third base in Dixon's uh, situation. Um, and, the, you know, the situation up the middle seemed to be a lot, at least in the scrimmages on, on Saturday, was a lot of Brady and Starling. I, I thought Starling looked really good at the plate. Uh, um, a different approach than maybe what you've seen out of him. He was he was pretty aggressive early in counts, and that's not, in my mind, I, I think you saw more of that late in the season last year. But, um, but I, you know, both those guys look good. Nowak, a uh, couple quality of bats. He's kind of taking the place of the... You know what you've seen forever with you know we always have that one guy that Lane. shows bun you know, Lane last year and we've seen it before where they kind of show bun and you know manipulate the defense a little bit so I mean I, they, look obviously 
they got a lot of kids in here that, that I mean, just candidly will not contribute just for different reasons, right? Like roster limits and whatever. So it's kind of hard when you're watching, especially inter squad games, uh, to to kind of differentiate. You know who's who's going to be on the active roster and who's not. So uh, there was a uh, a young man I can't wait to watch pitch. And again, don't know his name. Number thirty, uh, big body, right handed, reminds me of Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Jackson I, DiLorenzo. I watched him throw flat grounds, and there is it is an unapologetic fastball that if I'm a if I'm a fellow pitcher, and you know when pitchers are throwing flat grounds, it's pitcher to pitcher, and. I'm not catching him with an A2000. I'm not catching him with an infielder's glove or a pitcher's glove. I'm going to get a mitt, and I'm probably going to get something to put over my face because it is kind of a short arm. It's There's a lot of effort there. I don't know what the velocity is, but I know it gets there in a hurry, and it seems to get there with a lot of weight. So uh, he'll be one. I Again, I didn't see him. He may have thrown later on uh, Sunday, but I I had to get out of there. I had, had to go play dad Uber, but I um, – I, I'm be very curious to see to see him throw and you know when you when you get your savage out there and and rude and then however the back end of the rotation shakes out um, you got to like where they're going to be. That was going to be my next question. So you've got your savage root. I mean you've got options with Jake Hunter. You know does Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman a guy they look to extend? I think so. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Obviously we've seen this pitching staff masterfully. Uh, navigate multiple pitching changes in an inning if they have to or whatever. So I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where uh, depth of guys, everybody ready to go, you know, and they can mix and match. But, I, you know, it, we always, you know, you enter the season always kind of trying to figure out who's going to be that third guy and, and then who the midweek guy is. And, uh, you know, again, going back to root, we, you know, kind of guessed last year or, or forecasted that my opinion was he would end up in the weekend rotation maybe even see him on some Friday nights which we saw you know saw later in the year so I'm sure that there's one or two of these freshman arms that will uh and maybe more that will contribute and that some of the older guys will uh kind of have to find their way Mully Mike Mullis joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios Mully it is uh man been uh, some bad football in your homestead in Charlotte there with the Panthers oh god Chandler I'm sorry man like I, I I picked at you about that early on. I man, I feel so bad. I can't even pick at you. This this past weekend was. Whew, I got up fourteen nothing. That's the bad part. It would almost been better just get shut out. Because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, they're up fourteen nothing. Hold on, what what's going on? It was literally like Miami said, "Hey, let's just spot them two touchdowns." It felt like that almost. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like uh, play with at, our food. at the Braves games when the uh, the freeze. <laughs> yeah right yeah that's and a great analogy yeah and tyree hey, kill is the one you're chasing yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden zoom, he, they're Just, gone look you can make fun of the panthers all you want to because i mean it, obviously it's bad it's uh, we're zero and six just but, don't don't touch my quarterback but the one, don't talk about my quarterback okay i the one comment that was made last year when the hiring of frank reich was named and i'm like chandler why do they hire a guy that couldn't make it through the season? He got fired previous because they couldn't win. He comes in, and then he's going to try to take control of the entirety of the offense, which who that's a tough job. And maybe the head guy's like, listen, I'll wear this one because we're just – we're going to be terrible. But then he's even giving that – man, I can't do this anymore. You know, I he, called for it three weeks uh, ago. You did. You wanted uh, what? Thomas Brown? Is that a thing? And, does it make, and, and does now, it make a difference? No. You just it gotta, doesn't. No. At this point of the season, No. The biggest thing now is developing Bryce Young 
and getting something going with this offense. I mean, I mean, the season's lost at this point. I think you said it, Chandler. Like, hey, let's hand it over to this guy so you got somebody else to blame. Instead yeah, of like me. if the if, if things still are the same, then that way Frank Rock can go, all right, well, I'm not calling plays anymore. It's on Thomas Brown. Explain to me the whole draft situation. So, no first rounder. I mean, they traded it's away. It's bad. It's, he, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a disaster. It's a, no, it's a, it's a nightmare. Is my understanding, is. and correct me if I'm wrong, no first or second round picks. Next year. Is that right? Uh, That's what I was told. Yeah, I don't think we I, have one until the third. I think I read right. That is, uh, who made that? I mean, it's a nightmare. That's terrible. That's terrible. It's a nightmare. What are your folks, uh, what do your folks in Charlotte think about Biff, who we'll see rolling into town? He talked to yeah, anybody I, about yeah, Biff. I don't, man, quite frankly, UNC Charlotte football is, is not highly discussed which is why we have to win this week in the greater charlotte metro area i mean let's face it if it was relevant you could recruit charlotte and build quite a nice core right you might not be able to get you might not be able to get everything you need right now the best players going to the sec probably right and then you've got the acc that's right that's right but you know if if it was uh held in high regard now i will tell you if money is a factor biff can make make it happen yeah and you got to remember did you see the documentary the high school documentary about him and uh one up in no. maryland uh where he basically decided he was gonna he started a program and built it from scratch and funded it and the whole deal i i think biff's kind of looking at this like hey look i've got all the money you know that i could ever spend and my family's set forever this is his hobby this Th- is like it, correct and so it you know he he might be willing to uh you know have the million dollar contribution from the biff po- biff hoagie foundation the biff nil fund the biff, the biff nil fund everything. to say you know what i'm, I'm the biff because let's also facility. face it he's an investment guy right so if he invests that million bucks in himself turns that thing around now all of a sudden may is he a viable candidate for a sec middle of the pack sec program i mean he's gonna get that million back several fold yeah. if that you know were to be the case uh molly joining us molly we got alec burleson in the house we're gonna welcome him in you're welcome to stick around and talk some that. baseball oh. if you want to do that burley will join us when we return hour two pirate radio live coming up hour three we'll make you a winner and open up the halloween express live line halloween express is your go-to shop for masks decor and more for adults and kids it's right next to target in greenville it is greenville's premier halloween superstore halloween express right next to target get shopping today we'll take a time out come back alec burleson joins us inside the pirate radio studios after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Still to come on today's show, former ECU tight end Bryce Williams and his old quarterback, Shane Carden, will join us on the show to talk some Pirate football. Molly hanging out with us here inside the Pirate Radio studios, and we welcome on former Pirate, now St. Louis Cardinal, Alec Burleson joining us. Burley, great to see you. How you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Representing the St. Louis Cardinals on the chest today, and awesome first year, uh, full year in the bigs for you, coming off a season and uh, coming off an injury, so I guess we can start there. How you doing health-wise right now? Uh, doing good. Um, you know, obviously broke my thumb sliding in a third and um ha- had a couple screws put in there uh the next morning and um healing up well though i should have a x-ray here in the next week just to make sure everything's healing up and then um kind of get cleared from there so and you know molly i can really relate to that broke my thumb playing babe ruth back in the day no i you know what you did have your your it is a well-documented babe ruth career yeah that, that, that was ended that, my career that was early. that was oh, okay. uh, that not was, to make I, you I nervous that's gonna happen here that was all you needed was that out right and then you're like hey you know had it not been for that yeah that's you why i'll be here today that's why i got behind the microphone how about that yeah that that ended it all for me uh ninth grade freshman ball with dh Conley. burley's made it a little further than i did as did mike mullis uh but uh great to have you back here burley and uh, you'll be hanging out this offseason here in greenville right yeah yeah i'll be here this is home um for this offseason and uh probably more to come um more offseason so um you know excited to be here um you know be around obviously greenville i've been here for feels like forever already um but you know be around the baseball program um you know right before i got here i was over at the at the scrimmages they were doing today um so just be around that and and um you know, obviously, have the tools I need to to when I you know start trying to ramp up for spring training. So yeah. I have those here, and um, you know the wife, soon to be wife here in about two weeks. Um, All congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Be married in less than a little over two weeks. So we got a little bit. November fourth is the date. So uh, she's a uh, she's a sheriff around here. So she. Um, She's the law. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and just learn that yeah. as soon as you say I do, it, she'll find out that she's the law. Yeah, I think I figured that out already. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Easy so. transition for her. You'll just have to get used to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, no, we're excited. We're excited to be here. And what a great relationship that is. As you said, you've got the tools around here when you're ready to work, but also Cliff Goblin can go to his current guys and say, hey, look at this guy. Look at Gavin. Look at Connor. Uh, just a, a tremendous influx of talent into professional baseball from East Carolina just from uh, these past few years, Burley, and, and you're you're one of those guys. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's done a tremendous job. Um, you know, not only, uh, obviously, the get, getting the talent here, but also kind of, you know, molding us into, um, you know, and giving us the tools to, to be really good dudes. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the more important things, obviously, the baseball con, but, um, you know, just allowing us and teaching us how to be good people in the community is is a big part of it all right so burley you, you're out there you're in the grind <clears throat> people that you know haven't lived it don't it is an absolute grind yeah. right so what's the one thing that rang in your head from cg that you were like that that helped maybe get over a, a mountain or get you know get past an obstacle what's that what's that life lesson and look all, all of us have been there we were like you hear a coach say something you're like and as a coach you say stuff and you're like they don't even understand what i just said right now but then all of a sudden you have that moment where you're like you know what that's what he was talking about have you had those moments in pro ball where you're like man this is what it takes this is what he's talked about yeah i think um i mean there's so many i think right. 
you can kind of talk about the game itself. You can talk about, um, you know, line like lining out, like you're getting out, like, and, and you don't know. And for if you don't know, like that was my whole season. Right, like I just right. kept hitting the ball hard, lining out, and um, you know that's that's part of it. But that's what you're trying to do. Like, well, that's what you know what? And you make a great point there that a lot of people don't get too. Like, and I know you know Cliff is not a fan of batting average, and and you know then there's so many of those things that are that are long-standing stats that were bars that were like rock solid like a 300 hitter was like a guy you know yeah it, it when you have that grind of 162 games plus spring training plus you know plus all the other things go into it and you know they talk about baseball being a game of failure but you could find you could find success in those moments of a line out yeah. of a quality at bat of so the the change in mentality and I think for any young player listener young you know anybody coaching young players is to understand that there's a lot more ways to have victories than just a base hit yeah I, th- I think um, you know like you said the game the game is all failure that's basically what the game is and um, there's very little success in the game that people that have the a little bit more success than others is, is you know, your superstars. But, um, yeah, I, I think I've learned to take more positives out of the game and, um, you know, not just, like you said, live by those, those you know, the average, the, the batting average, the OPS, like just live by those stats, just kind of, um, you know, take the game in as a whole, uh, you know, and putting all the pieces together, like defense, base running, and hitting, like how did I do in all aspects of that. But, um yeah, he, he's allowed me to do that. And then, you know, just kind of being where my feet are. Obviously, you said it's a grind, and it is. And, um, you know, you guys probably hear that a lot, being where your feet are. But, um, you know, what's funny, though, that saying's been around forever. Like, yeah. I remember as a player, keep your head where your feet are. Yeah. I remember as a coach saying, hey, keep your head where your feet are. It, that That is such an applicable term or applicable statement, especially, again, when you're – sometimes you got to figure out where your feet are like where are you know we you're well, traveling and there's so much going on and all of a sudden i i just got to be present wherever i am yeah and i mean you talk about the travel you, i mean you're somewhere at, you're somewhere different every right. three to six days whatever it is um you know even the trade deadline like you're, you're kind of um you know pondering what, what's going to happen you're, you're trying to trying to play gm a little bit um you're trying to do that the whole season and it never works out the way you think it is but um yeah, just just kind of you know if if you're doing your early work, that's where your head is. If you're you know, to have if you're up twelve, down twelve, and you having it bat in the ninth, like just be where your feet are. Like it, even though in a sense, for the game that at bat may not matter, but it matters for you know you and and just different things like that. That when I was in in college, maybe I didn't necessarily do that right. or kind of. Um, you know, understand that, but now, like, it makes sense. You know, when you're facing college-type guys, not that you didn't face great arms in college, but you could be a little less present. If you're a talented guy like you are, you could be a little less present and still go up and have perceived success. Yeah, your your skill can kind of take over um, more than you can kind of be, like you said, not, not fully zoned in and your skill will take over, but... Um, yeah, in the big leagues, you can't get away with that. You right. Gotta be, you got to be locked in every pitch. And, and um, you know, that, and that's part of it, too. You know, you talk about the grind. It's also a mental grind. Right. Um, you know, you're you're locked in for so long and, and you're trying to, um, you know, you're basically playing for a job. So you're, tra- you're trying to stay locked in, do everything the right way. And, um, 
it can be a grind. For Did sure. it take you a minute to, to realize that, you know, going 0 and 3, they're not going to send you down or cut you? Like, did it to handle the adversity because you're going to have those nights in the big leagues? How, how long did it take you to kind of understand that? That you don't uh, have to be perfect? I still don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's still, you know, you're, you're not, I don't know if I'll ever kind of get over that. But yeah. I mean, I, th- I think for me, that's of, there's a fine line between, you know, playing tense and, and um, playing tense and worrying about that and and also proving that you belong there like there's a fine line between that so um you know i kind of take those thoughts with a grain of salt like um you know if they send me down they send me down it's not the end of the world yeah in the same breath you know i want to prove that i can that i can play here huge difference in comfort and complacency yeah you can be comfortable in your role know what you're doing if that complacency if you quit worrying about that I think that's that's when the losing of the edge starts, yeah. right? Yeah. It's Definitely that that affects your edge. early work. That affects everything because you've become complacent. Being comfortable is I'm comfortable in my own skin. And again, if I get sent back to AAA, it's not a bad place to be. It's not you know I, I'm still going to play and I get a chance to, to rebound yeah. and come back. On that I mean, note, uh, have you, you talked to Connor Norby about what he's been going through? Because you you had that journey and Norby has kind of I don't know if he's been stuck, but man, he's done about all he can to get caught up. One of his problems is his organization has so many so much good young talent that there just wasn't a spot for him. So have you had any conversations with him about that? No, I haven't talked to him, but um, you know I can kind of understand where he's at. Uh, you know I was kind of in that boat last year a little yeah. bit um in triple a obviously i got caught up at the end but um you know it's tough you know you you feel like you start trying to press to do more because you feel like you need to um and then you kind of regress and then you start thinking well can i actually play in the big league so you kind of lose that confidence a little bit um just because they're you're not getting rewarded for your success and um you know, I, like I said, I haven't talked to him, but I understand where he's at. And, and like you said, I mean, we when we played the Orioles, like they they had, they've mm. got some guys up there. So, um, you know, it's, he's kind of in a tough spot, but you know, he'll he'll play his way into an opportunity. And um, you know, I'm not Definitely. too worried about that. Yeah, you talk about a guy that every everybody played GM with at the trade deadline. When yeah. you're looking at what the Orioles have, you're going. I mean that dude's leading the world in hitting. Mm-hmm. How's he? How, how's he not a trade piece? Or if they don't have room? And I just saw a graphic the other day where it was showing all the Orioles prospects and no Connor Norby. I'm like, mm-hmm. how does the dude lead AAA and and do what he did in the league and then do what he did in the championship and do and he's not even on their board? Well, it's because they are so rich there. Yeah. So you got it. You know, talking about playing GM, you look at a guy like that and go, well, he's you know got to be going somewhere. So. All right, best pitcher you face that we don't know. That's not a household name right now. Who's the best guy that you face that that you're like, hey, this dude's gonna be a guy if he can stay healthy. I know there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's not a household name. Um, okay, that is a household name. We'll, well start I mean, there. That might be easier. Yeah, I, I think you know a, a Wheeler comes to mind. Um, Zach Wheeler, just. Just a tough guy to face. Um, Did you step in a box at any point and go, man, I can't believe I'm squaring off against whomever? Did you ever have a moment like that or you're like, hey, let's just go play? No, I, I never really had, um, you know, a guy like that. I think, you know, the closest I probably got to that was my first big league spring training. Um, so it's obviously not in the big leagues, but I was in spring training and um, it was a game where Verlander started 
and Max Scherzer. Yeah, okay. Up, so that was kind of two where I was like, okay, this is <laughs> this is real. Yeah, <laughs> ended up getting a hit off both of them, but that a boy. Um, yeah, th- there's gotta face so many arms this this year. It's not there's not one that really kind of sticks out to me that was not saying they weren't good. Sure, but, yeah, yeah, um, no. But, there's so many that yeah. I would think it would be hard to pull. I mean, one out. every every you know every bullpen is stacked. Every right. er, you're not get, you're not going to get an arm out that comes out of the bullpen and you're just like oh, this. Yeah, is not like in ball. college where you're facing yeah. Sunday bullpen guys and everybody's fighting to the bat rack. Yeah, to get a, yeah. There's to get a hack off. There of may them. be literally a handful of guys you might be fighting fighting to get a bat off of. But and um, you've had historic moments too, kind of on the other side where weren't you? Uh, Weren't you around during a famous Pujols home run? You were I like, was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year I was there in LA mm-hmm. when he hit uh, hit two for seven hundred, and um, yeah, I was there for. I, I think it started in right field for um, Adam Wainwright and Molina's yeah. uh, battery record they broke. Yeah. Um, so I got to see that. I was there for this year with Wayno's two hundredth win. Um, so yeah, I've I've been fortunate the past two years to, to witness a lot of history. So a lot of times on those milestone games, the post-game meal or there may be a post-game. What, did you guys – and I'm saying something special. Like, did, did Pujols do anything Did you know it, that you could share with the general public? Was there like a, a, a I don't know, a, a champagne in the locker room? Yeah, or? no. But after each one, we had, we had champagne. We had a toast. And, and um, you know, our, our – GM would talk, our manager would talk, and, and the whoever you know it was for that night would speak, and um, you know we'd have the whole staff team in there, and then um, you know last year we got a couple different, couple different nice things from each of the guys, like we uh, got some champagne bottles signed by them, and um, you know a bat signed by all three of them. That's Mano awesome. Yachty yeah. And pool, so um, got some cool little. You know, collectibles and stuff, but um, so you know, it's just so as a former catcher. I mean, I can't. Molina. I mean, that dude. It's, it, it. He seems like he would just be like a great guy. Yeah. No. He was. He was a good dude. I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I spent limited time with him last year. Right. Um. You know, with with only being up for a month, but um, you know, him and him and Pujols, um, just. Not really trying to get in their way, but trying to, I guess, you know. Pick up whatever you can. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Just try and be a sponge and try and, uh, you know, just listen to what they say, maybe eavesdrop a little bit on just kind of what they're saying. And I don't think there's been a better nickname for a baseball player than like Pujols being called the Terminator because it just seems like he's... A, a, a machine like he yeah. just is goes about it I, I would feel like he doesn't say a whole lot and just just watching him do his deal just seems like it's he's the consummate pro yeah no he he takes care of his business um you know you just watching him go about his day obviously it's probably different than it was yeah. 10 15 years ago yeah. but um you know maybe in the training room a little bit more last year than he ever was but um yeah just just Watching him go about his business, it was like felt like it made it go by faster. Right, you just wanted to watch him, and then oh, I want to get to the next day to see what he does tomorrow. So, um, 
That's no, awesome. It, was, it was awesome to be around all and three of those guys. Burley, as you know, here at East Carolina, we expect regionals and super regionals and winning. And as Major League Baseball watchers, we expect the Cardinals to be in the postseason. And it's you know, and it's it's kind of odd saying it with you sitting right here, but like Mets, Padres, Cardinals, we're like, where are they? Why are they not in the playoffs? So did it feel like maybe a, a blip on the radar this year? And the Cardinals baseball, we know, will be back next season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, th- I think. You know, there were a few factors that kind of went into it. You know, we were a really young team. Um, you know, a lot of guys trying to trying to find their way. Um, you know, they're finding roles in the big leagues, and um, you know, trying to get comfortable. And you know, we, we had a lot of talent. I think um, you know we need to get some more talent this this off season. But you know, the group of guys we had was awesome. We never um, you know wavered from each other. We never. It was never you know a blame game or anything it was just you know we're not winning we need to figure it out and, and um you know i think we figured it out a little bit towards the end um you know obviously it was a little too late but um you know i think i, th- I think if we rolled out the same group of guys next year it would be a different story yeah. for sure so. and, and you're only a winner too i mean it's a it's out here it's uh you know one or two things yeah. it, you know i say every game one or two things every series is the difference in making the postseason or not when you've you know you've got that big of a body of work yeah i mean we we i think we i don't know how many we had but i, w- I want to say we were close to the top in in, in one run game yep. that we lost so um we were in a lot of games but you know just couldn't couldn't finish them out let's get a break in we'll come back uh you got another eight minutes or so hang out with yeah. us yeah, all right yeah. we'll do that we'll wrap up the hour with burley we got questions on youtube and facebook we'll get to if you got a question for burley you can get one in on our youtube or facebook stream more to go molly burley shirley channy back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by this summer and try some of their amazing empanadas, Famous Red Snapper, Grouper Bites, Seafood Paella, Cuban Sandwich, and more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world out desserts, like the Rum Pineapple Cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, let's go to the lightning round. we got a lot of listener questions to get to with Alec Burleson, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Mully is here. Shirley is here. The Chan Man. I am Clip Brock. All right, three questions from Jamie. Question one, what does Burley think changed for him pre-All-Star break to after the break uh, when you improved later on in the year? Anything you can point your finger at? I uh, I think it was more mental. I think it was um, you know, just kind of Yeah, I think I was pressing a little bit. Obviously, like I said earlier, just um you know, tr- trying to prove that I belong there and then, you know, after the All-Star break, it was kind of like 
all right, I know I can play here. Now I just have to do it. So, um, you know, just not really anything swing-wise, but kind of maybe some things approach-wise, but more mental than anything. Anything you would tell a current ECU player on how to be successful in baseball maybe you didn't know or realize when you were playing college ball? Maybe something you wish somebody told you while you were at ECU? Um, <laughs> Keep I your think, head where I your think, feet are. Yeah, well, I think not really a um, – maybe not like specifically to baseball but enjoy it because it goes by really fast like you know I was so excited to obviously once I realized like okay I could be drafted I can play pro ball I was so excited to get out and do that rather than and obviously the COVID shortened season yeah um you were about to hit 450 that year yeah maybe 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 (laughs) um we can we can hope we can dream we can dream that I did that but um no I think just enjoy your time there because it goes by and and you can talk to any anybody that played college baseball you do a lot of a lot of things to go back and play college baseball so right. um because it's just not the same in pro ball so um just enjoy it and i think you know the the baseball part will take care of itself i think that's one of the challenges sorry clip in the entirety of the baseball system if you will Everybody in the little leagues looking to play in middle school and everybody in middle you always said that yeah you're always I, thinking of next all, year right and you forget that I'm only going to be nine years old once, yeah. and then next thing you know, you're going to be 19 years old. And and when 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 you when you make that jump and you get to where you think you've always wanted to be, and I don't care if that's co- college baseball is full time job, yeah. Uh, and then you get to pro ball and realize that that full time job at the college level was a part time job, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's remember why you're playing the game, and 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 don't be afraid to just have fun playing the game, yeah. And a fanboy question, uh, Jamie says, "Have you met Ozzy Smith?" I have. He's he's uh, he he was around spring training a good amount, and then um, you know he was around the team a good amount um, during the season. So um, you know, met him, talked to him a little bit. So um, good dude, no doubt. All right, Atticus said, "How much live ECU baseball were you able to watch these this past season?" Um, I, I watch when I can. Obviously, um, you know, spring training is probably the best time for me to watch it. So that's early in the year. Um, but you know we're we're playing on the weekends at the same time they're yeah. playing. You know our schedules line up, so we're playing two night games Friday and Saturday, and then a day game on Sunday, just like them. So um, you know try to when I can, but um, you know it is what it is sometimes. Uh, Josh says, are the veteran guys still pulling pranks on you? Yes, um, I don't know if anybody was. I told a story at the baseball banquet last year um, about you know people in people's hotel rooms um scaring them specifically me and um you know i may have not may or may not have had clothes on when they scared me but um <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're doing that a lot and um you know it's 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 a lot of fun you know we have a, like i said earlier we have a good group of guys especially the older guys that you know not only they're, they're very professional in what they do and that's why they're you know they've gotten to where they've gotten like the the nottos and the goldies and people like that but they also can they know how to have fun too uh johnny is our stats guy we call him johnny stats he said this is not a question just a stat alec batted an amazing 413 with an ops of 1.135 this season in the fifth inning did you know the fifth inning was your inning to shine well just let me hit in the fifth inning and, there you go. and i'll 
Maybe maybe be an all star. Just in the fifth <laughs> inning though. Just play the all star in the fifth, fifth inning. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hey, on the scoreboard, can you always say it's the fifth inning when Alec comes yeah. to bat? Best fifth him. inning player in the history of the game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh Josh says, Alec, are you more nervous about your first major league of bat or your upcoming wedding? Uh-huh. Maybe we'll Boy, ask you the, that after Let me tell you something, yeah, man. The right, the right answer. Hey, you can defer this. You can't say, <laughs> I'll plead the fifth. I don't think she'll hear this. I don't think she would listen to this. Not but, a big uh, fan? Yeah. No, well, of, of she's heard of all of it. Talking. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm going to say the wedding. I think just the, lead, the stuff leading up to it, but not going to discount my first major league event. I'd like to see video of both and are the knees shaking yeah. while he's at the yeah. altar and while he's in the batter's box. Yeah, see a little bit. Uh, for a favorite and least favorite thing about St. Louis? Favorite and least favorite. Um, well, this can, I'm going to have the same answer for both. Um, it, it probably the fans. They're they're awesome, um, but when you're not playing well, you know it. So, um, but for the most part they're good um they're great you know they're they're you know we're packing the place out when we're you know 20 games under out of first place in the in the division so um you know they're great i will say and Mullah, you're a packers fan and i hear kansas city chiefs like this too but for baseball it's the cardinals like the no question kind of a college atmosphere are they they love their cardinals type of thing so much that they're going to be out there and if yep. you stink, they'll be there and tell you you stink, but at least yep. they'll be there. Yep. I mean, that's the way – I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, they're not going to just – like some uh, some other teams I've seen, you know, they just come out when you're playing well, and when you're not playing well, they don't show up. So, How about the, the powder blue unis? I like them. I got to get better cleats to go with them. I didn't have very good cleats yeah. to go with them. What'd you go with? Did you go, I just did you go black? Cleats. You went no, red? I went red. So, they, so what do you think? of what What, what sets it off? I think I need some baby blues, like not maybe not a full baby blue okay. cleat, but um, maybe a red with a baby blue insignia. No, maybe the opposite. Okay, maybe a baby blue with a little bit of red in it. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that's the way. And, and those are no belts, right? Those are just straight up. Uh, I mean, do they go full old school. No, baby? no, they have belts. They have yeah, belts. Yeah, okay. They're not the full, the little with the with the uh, yeah the elastic yeah, band. No, you know, no, no, no. Okay, no. so they did go belts. No, yeah. Were you bummed you couldn't really show off your pitching prowess in the you know you? Yeah, so that that was a difficult situation because I want I didn't want to get hurt. Obviously, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Um, but I also I I can't lob I can't throw the little lob strike like everybody can. So I was throwing BP speed. So, yeah. Um, if you do watch it, you know, I gave up a grand slam, but I also had a strikeout. I gave up a grand slam, but I had a strikeout. So that's why I started throwing my change up. Um, there you go. Get them off yeah, balance a I little did. bit. I did. Um, and the last batter, I had thrown like 30 pitches. I realized I was coming out after this batter. I was like, I've never seen a position player get taken out of a game while they're on the mound <laughs> right, yeah. get pitched for like I've never seen that so like this I can't be the first guy doing this like <laughs> that can't be me and it, I had a one two count on this guy and Wilson Contreras he calls a curveball and I'm like dude I can't I'm not going or no it was a three two count it was a three two count and he called a curveball I was like I can't walk this guy like if I walk in I'm coming out I look like a loser like I have to just if he hits it he hits it if serve it up it, yeah like <laughs> but I was still on like 80 like 75 to 80 like BP speed perfect and they were just teeing off on it 
but not my second time. The second time I pitched in Miami, I was throwing it like 64. It was awesome, and I couldn't hit it. So. <laughs> there you go. You were below bat speed. <laughs> yeah, way below. And then I would speed it up a little bit to like 84, and then I would slow it back down. There you go. Yeah. A couple of people asking what you think of the Pirate Powder Purple jerseys they broke out this year. So I haven't seen them in person, um, like in action. I think um, – Come on, Burley. No, that's no. a long. Come on, no, Burley. I, I, no, no, I no. Like no. Them. no. Listen, I, like I think them. you're poised for a future in politics because no. you're definitely looking for the right answers. No, I like them. I think I just have another idea of a uniform. Go with it. I think they should go like a like a cream, like a full cream. And I've talked to Coach G about this. And I don't think he likes the idea, but um, a full cream with like the um, like the. Where's that? Lo- like the um, the state of mind? Oh. No, the um, the one they had on their black helmets. The the football team, like the guy with the the knife in his mouth. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like the pirates. Look, like the Pittsburgh pirates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And put that and have like a full cream. I think that would look really good. But I do like the powder blue. I mean, um, I was talking to somebody and we were like, this is. Uh, this is either going to be a, the best uniform in the league or it's going to be the, one of the worst uniforms in the league. And I think it came out pretty good. The All right, outer purple. You, you're standing by that as yeah, one of the best I mean, unis in the, in the – Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said the, the powder blue. No, I, and I was – that's what – I was walking that back to yeah. – and I think he was referring – that's why I was what, asking. did I say powder blues? Yes. Oh, yeah. You refer to powder oh, okay, purples. No. That's All why right, I was purples. asking. Yeah, Fair just a little clarification yeah. there. Yeah. All right, Man. we're we're over time. We got to go. Uh, Jansen said, "Burley, have you been close to arguing with an ump over a bad strike call?" I believe there's a yeah, video out there. You uh, have. You can you can watch it. And, and it was you a can terrible tell me call. If, you can tell me if I was uh, if I was right in doing what I doing what I did. So and you got tossed, right? Yeah, and I should have done more, but um, I was. Well, was your first time? Yeah. Those are the things as a first year guy too. You're like, I want to I want to make sure I get my money's worth, but I don't want to get in trouble. Like yeah. I, I want to, you know. There's a fine line. Yeah, you can. Uh, I'm sure you can find it out there. I'm sure there's a video out there. Does, so. it, does the manager or anybody say anything to you after that? Like, don't get tossed, or you were right, or? Um, no. Yeah. I think it just kind of. It's part of the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they went back and looked at it and said, "Yeah, you were right," but you know, you kind of is what it is. Burley, thanks for hanging out with us, man. No doubt, no doubt. I enjoyed it. And good luck uh, a couple weeks from now, too. Thank you. Big, Thank big, you. Another yeah. big exactly. life moment. Yeah, really. Yeah. For Alec Burleson. Wow. All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch with you, man, and, and do it again down the road. Appreciate it. Molly, awesome. thank you for hanging yeah, out. Yeah, man. And, Always. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Let's take a break. Bryce Williams is here, and we'll talk to the captain, Shane Carden, when we return. Talk some Pirate football on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. After the curtain come down, she weighs the backstage door, the thoughts of her prestige, who promised fortune and fame, a life is so happy. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage Team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. 
Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. In fact, I'll ask Donnie Kirkpatrick about it tomorrow, Bryce. Oh, that yeah. I think about uh, when we talked to him uh, regarding uh-huh. that interception the other night. Jason Nichols was breaking it down as it happened. And I think Dan Mullen kind of said the same thing on the broadcast where – a mesh route and is it man or zone and if it's zone receiver sits down if it's man receiver keeps running and uh, either way it turned into a pick so we'll ask donnie kirkpatrick about that and we can ask uh shane carden his thoughts about it Uh, right now as he joined wait should we hit bryce's uh let's hit bryce's walk-up music first so shane can hear (laughs) you're listening here we go i saw the light i was Brooks and Dunn, uh, performed by Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, and Cooper Greer. Shane Carden joining us on the Halloween Express live line, Greenville's premier Halloween superstore. Shane, good to have you back on. How you doing, Captain? Good to be on. I guess I don't get the uh, the intro music like Bryce. You guys gonna <laughs> come on or what? <laughs> These diva quarterbacks. Shane, next time you come on, what music would you like for us to play for you? I uh, will have to figure that out off the air. All right, we'll decide on what you, what, what your best vocals are to get that done. Sure. All right, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, Shane, we were talking about that pick, and and I want to ask you about the quarterback play of East Carolina this year and your thoughts on it. But how about that play in particular? Is that on uh, the receiver? so well or is that on alex flynn the other night or was that just a a bad scenario all around what do you think um you know like last game i really got opportunity to to watch the full game entirety you know it's been a pretty crazy year with football and life and everything uh, up here on my end but really got to sit down and watch that and me and bryce were chatting it up quite a bit and on the first cut you know me and bryce had disagreed on what was going on and on the second cut um you know i saw it as you know, a lot of people say zone, you run, you sit up, man, you run, but it's more of just grass, right? If there's grass outside of you, you run. And yeah, it was zone, but safety stayed back. There was grass. I thought, uh, Flynn made the right read and I thought that's a, that's a run, but, or sorry, he's supposed to keep running on that. Um, but I think it goes back to, you know, obviously, you know, they're trying to find the right guy. Um, they're, they're midway through the season right now. And, and that's kind of a tough deal to kind of keep moving in and out. And it just goes back to not getting as many reps and, me and Bryce's conversation that night was just how many times do we run mesh, you know, by, by the time we got to middle season I and mean, all through spring camp, all through fall and, um, you know, getting able to run it with the same guys and seeing the same thing, communicate the same thoughts. Um, and you just kind of see, you know, I understand they're trying to find the right guy. You just saw a little hesitation. And, uh, you know, when you're throwing the ball, uh, the biggest thing we always talked about was just being decisive and uh, being on the same page. And it just looked like guys that just weren't on the same page and not decisive together. Shane Carden joining us, Halloween Express Live Line, Bryce Williams in studio. So, Shane, at this point, would you rather them just go with one and and get those reps to practice no matter who the guy is? I mean, like you said, we're halfway through the season. We still haven't figured out what we're doing at quarterback. So, it is a tough situation. What would you like to see done the rest of the way? You know, I'd really like to see one of those guys step in and, and take it over, you know, and that's obviously easier said than done. Um, but, you know, I, I you want to get guy in, you want to try to get a spark somehow offensively and and kind of waiting for one of those guys just like grab the reins and say it's it's mine i'm taking it and i'm not coming off the field 
Um, and, you know, like it's it's pretty spot on what the announcers are saying as far as you know, Flynn seems to understand the offense. He throws a good ball, um, and then Mason kind of makes those plays out the side of the pocket. We saw that uh, in the last game, and it's just you know, if you combine the two, that'd, that'd be an ideal situation. Um, but you know, it's you know, we're not there every day of practice. We're not seeing what's happening, and uh, gosh, but you, you just have to think at some point you got to stick with one and say, hey, you're a guy. Give him the confidence and say, we're not pulling you out. Let's figure this out together, and, and let's go get this thing done. You know, I was just thinking what you said there, Penn, you know, Flynn knows the offense, you know, throws a good ball. And then Mason, you know, makes things um, happen outside the pocket. It's funny because I have some flashbacks, and I know a guy who used to throw a good ball, make things happen outside the uh, pocket, and uh, know the offense. And that just happened to be you, Penn. (laughs) Do you have a question? I don't know. I just wanted to make a comment. <laughs> that happened to be pinned, but uh, yeah, well said. I think it's nice to know that uh, you know me and Shane are on the same page as far as you know. We'd like to see one guy step up, you know, in the quarterback position, you know, for us. And you know, I mean, because like I said, the the uh, the helm is there. You know, you know, um, the helm's there for someone to take. You know, and pretty much the quarterback position and any other position. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Man, pick a year for Shane Carden. The numbers were pretty consistent: twenty-three and ten in his first season, intercept touchdown to interception ratio, thirty-three to ten and thirteen, fourteen. Uh, he was thirty to ten to, uh, touchdowns to interceptions. This year, Shane, and you got to be pulling your hair out here in these numbers: two touchdown passes to eight interceptions for East Carolina six weeks into the season. No touchdowns to a wide receiver yet. And I don't have a question. I'm just reading you those numbers, and I want to hear what you think about them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, those are the numbers you want. You know, I've seen a drop or two from a receiver in the end zone, and just I think as it goes on, right, it becomes more and more this deal. Now we're talking about it. It's been talked about. So now it's like the pressure comes on, a receiver gets the ball in the end zone. It's just like you almost want like trying to just force an easy one to make sure it happens so people will stop talking about it. Um, but, yeah, I just – I think what back what Bryce was saying you guys are talking about is just – at some point, you got to give someone the reins and say, you got to go do it. And um, if they can't do it, you give the other guy and you, you just got to stick with it. And I think there's room for packages, absolutely, for one or the other. Um, but man, you just, you know, as, as a coach and sitting here as a current coach, you just, you would hope that one of those guys would just, would just take it over and go. And, uh, you know, you're looking at Mason, who's been there, and I'm sure. They had an idea of what they were going to be able to do with him, and unfortunately, it's just whatever for whatever reason it's not working. And and Flynn's obviously done a good enough job to earn those reps. Um, but you know, let's let's stick with one and and have a guy go in there and, and go from there. Yeah, most definitely. Hey, um, so being that our quarterback player so far is um, you know a little frustrating. You know, do you think it's a you know confidence issue? So I was thinking, obviously, you have had uh, many reps um, under your belt. You know, playing at ECU. What would you say to you know Mason or Flan? You know, these guys just don't seem to. Maybe maybe is maybe if it is a confidence issue. Like, what would you say to these young quarterbacks? You know, it's their first year. You know, really playing. You know, as a you know a starter. What would you say to those guys? Yeah, I think the book, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Just be decisive, man. If you're going to make the wrong read, make the wrong read decisively and go in that direction. Um, you can't second guess yourself once that once you you know once you're calling a hike. I mean, you got to go with it. And uh, you know whether you're going to tuck the ball and run or you know hold on to it, move on to the next read. Just be decisive in doing that. 
Um, and, you know, Kirkpatrick was there a bit when we were there, and I'm sure that he's saying the same things. Um, but at some point, you got to translate what you're doing on the practice field to the game field. And, and the other part of that, too, is, you know, at this point in the season, like we talked about, you know, the touchdown-interception ratio, where we're at, defense is playing good. You just can't – you can't put it all on your shoulders. You know, the defense is playing great. Um, you know, you got to just go be you and not try to do anything too much. And I'm sure there's a bit of, of kind of pressing because you want to get the offense going. You want to get that spark going. Uh, but when you force that, it, it never works out well. So you got to let the game come to you, be decisive when you see it. And, uh, you know, when you're in, man, you got to just take it over. Um, and you'd hope that would happen here soon with one of the guys. Mm, most definitely Shane Carden joining us Halloween Express live line Shane uh, we get a lot of calls and a lot of finger pointing on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show and I believe Bryce uh, might be experiencing one of those later this season yeah. uh, for the first time looking forward to that but Shane the finger pointing goes to the quarterback obviously but then it comes around to the receivers and dropping the ball it goes to the O-line and a, a lot of calls about Donnie Kirkpatrick and uh, you know Coach Kirkpatrick well as does uh Bryce Williams. He didn't just forget how to coach football. Uh, but how about the play call? Like, how do you help out uh, an inexperienced quarterback? How do you help out uh, an offensive line that has its deficiencies? You're, you know, you might have some of these things you're trying to figure out on your own as you are coaching in the game. So, what can you do from a play calling standpoint to mask uh, some of the deficiencies you do have for the CCU offense? Yeah, you just got to keep communicating, right, with your with your quarterback, your O-line coach, your guys. Like, hey, what do they feel most comfortable with? Like, when we need something going, like, what what's the play call they like? What's their favorite run? You know, quarterback-wise, of course, those ha- those meetings are happening daily. Hey, are you really liking this play call? Do you like this against this defense? It's just you got to keep communicating, keep believing. And obviously, like you said, there's a lot of finger pointing. And, you know, as you're a coach or a quarterback, you know, it's that's what you signed up for, man. When you wanted to play that position, when you wanted to be a coach, you know, that's that's the conversation I have with my guys all the time. Hey, I, I wanted to be a head coach at high school. You wanted to be a quarterback, man. That's, we signed up for it. They're going to come for us, and, and that's part of it. Um, the biggest thing, man, you got to just keep staying in your own in your own locker room, in your own meetings, and you got to keep believing and figure out. But, you know, like, like many things in life, as Bryce would know, communication, you get that down, and you just got to make sure you keep communicating and figure out, you know, what they, what they like the most and, and just keep trying to, get that in in different looks, different formations, whether motioning, running the same play, but just getting different looks to get the same play you like. Uh, schematically, that's the best way to go about that. Man, that sounded like a head head ball coach right there talking. Yeah. Goodness gracious, <laughs> well seasoned. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you know we you know figure we cover some ECU football. Um, obviously, you've got some uh, big um, things coming on. You know, for you is this full? Is this the first um, round of the playoffs um, this week? This is what you got? We played week we played week zero, so we actually have a bye week here, week nine. Get a couple guys rested up get our you know og yg practice in this week and then uh next week we got the uh, first round of playoffs my goodness is that that's two years in a row is that right that's two years in a row i tell you what buddy keep it up <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff uh man so we caught you during um do we catch you during uh film or is there a break between the kids school what's your schedule right now where'd we catch you yeah, you caught me. School's about to end here. Uh, we're going to catch a little film. I gave him Monday off. We're catch a little film here. You know, have a light practice here this week, get some guys back. Like I said, get a lot of younger guys reps this week, guys who haven't played as much maybe, and, you know, keep the freshmen out, get them repping. And, uh, and then next week, man, it's right to it, playoff week. 
goodness gracious i know you got to come up with your own stuff shane but do you use any roughisms uh any rough lines that he used back uh, in the day oh big time <laughs> when i got here when i got here right just kind of create my own culture and all that you know it was kind of this thing of you know kids wouldn't really say coach they call me by first name i was like hey man i've been in your shoes you ain't been in mine there we go <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's I'm good saying, but you ain't been there yet i've been where you're at <laughs> uh, there's and there's plenty of stuff that pops up like out of straight like either you know happiness or frustration either or i'll I'll say something like man that's that's something definitely rough or rough said back in the day i don't know why just <laughs> <laughs> even that's if awesome. it don't make sense you know it just feels right Oh, uh, yeah, you know. You know all about that, Brad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Shane Carden joining us. Shane, what NIL deal did you miss out on uh, that you wish you could go back? Because uh, you would have had quite a few companies coming after you. So what would have been your number one uh, NIL deal, you think? Well, I feel like I would have naturally did it. <laughs> well, we were. I was a big red man chewer. I just feel like with the red hair, we could definitely finagle some kind of animal. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like a Ricky Bobby thing. You better chew red man. (laughs) (laughs) You dang right, bud. Yeah. And then when I had the long hair in Baltimore, I was trying to get a deal with like head and shoulders, but no one called me back. Ah. I know you did. You did actually grow. I mean, I wish I wouldn't have been the only one on a, you know, why we were DC that grew their hair out. You know, everybody else bailed on me. It would have been nice to at least have you um, with them long locks like you had of what was it, two, two years ago, three years ago? Um, I was pretty impressed with the uh, head of hair you could grow. Well, not, the coaches didn't just inspire me at ECU, Bryce. So did you. <laughs> uh, Shane, we see it a lot. Uh, people want you back here in Greenville coaching football at East Carolina. So I figure I'll ask why you're here. It, you know, is is coaching and, and moving up that ladder in your life plans here? Uh, you plan to, to keep this thing going as long as you can? Um, you know, I'll never say never, but, you know, I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. And I'm looking to start a family here pretty soon. And, um, you know, driving 15 minutes and going hunting and then coming home, it's, it's, it's hard to beat up here. And, um, like I said, I'll never say never. And, you know, it's kind of the old, the next guy up always looks the best. Well, you know, you got what you got and you got to believe in it. And, uh, those guys got to get it going. And, you know, I'm getting to meet, uh, coach Houston last year and, and see what's going on there. You know, I have a lot of faith and belief in, in what can happen. And it's just, you know, as, as it always goes, it's just got to happen on the game days. Um, and unfortunately it's not happening right now, but, uh, I hope they get it figured out here and we, we get rocking. Good stuff. Nice Anything before we let him go, Bryce? Uh, it's great to hear your voice. Um, we got Halloween coming up. Did y'all do anything <laughs> fun for Halloween when y'all were in school? Uh, yeah, we drew. Yeah, we had like a. We never. We had some kind of. We'll say a Halloween get together at Glen Arthur. Um, that one year it was like polar bear palooza or something. I was thinking of a picture of you and I wearing hawaiian church or something i'll have to go in the archives do you remember that yeah i was a, I was a leprechaun <laughs> not every year were you <laughs> i mean you're kind of just like 24 like 7 more teammates lumberjacks every year you know uh-huh what was your cause what were you bro i was uh i was a tourist one year my senior a year, tourist but, but that was not the year with uh maybe that wasn't the polar bear whatever we did some random thing huh <sighs> I was a fisherman one time, like a deadliest catch person. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You know. Glory days. Good stuff. Well, uh, Shane, good to catch up with you, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Always good to talk with you guys, and uh, it's going to be tough for me to get out there this year, like I said, with, with football and life and everything, but uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting out there next year. Hey, hopefully next absolutely. year we'll see you. Sounds good. Thank you, Shane. Right on. Appreciate well, well, we'll have see music. you, buddy. We'll have some music for you next time. There is the captain, Shane Carden, joining us on the Halloween Express Live Line. If Shane wants to be a leprechaun or Bryce wants to be a tourist, where should they go? Halloween Express. Mm -hmm. They have the costumes, the masks, the decor, and more for adults and kids and everybody in between. It's right next to Target. It is Greenville's premier Halloween superstore, Halloween Express. Get shopping today. Jamie says, a tourist. How how the hell do you dress up as a tourist? I I had like a... I wore like this straw hat, just like Hawaiian. I pretty much looked like a geek, I guess. Like I just like a geeky tourist, you know. Had to had a name tag, maybe like a name. big camera hanging off your neck or something. I think like more fanny pack okay. and like white socks with sandals. Okay, khaki shorts. You're like an old dad on like vacation. Like old dad vacation. Yeah, um, I got you. You know that works. All right, let's get a break in, Shirley. Uh, let's go ahead and open up the Halloween Express live line and make somebody a winner. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Pop Radio, Prime Tourist. Three one seven twelve fifty. What are we giving away today? How about a gift card to AJ McMurphy? All right, I'll see you there Wednesday night for sports trivia. Come on out, going to be fun. What caller are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller eight today. Caller eight three one seven twelve fifty. Back with more Bryce Williams Randolph asking Bryce, has he done any hunting so far? We will go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and we'll hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now, uh, and also, congratulations to John Career of Greenville, who was our uh, winner of the AJ's gift card. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Bryce just asking about the Hall of Fame. We'll talk to some uh, Hall of Famers coming up. Seth Manis is going to join us on the show later this week, the former Pirate pitcher and MLBer. Uh, MLBer. And also, uh, Miss Debbie Charles is going to join us to talk about the voice, Jeff Charles, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So we'll have those interviews coming up for you later on this week on Pirate Radio Live. Busy week as we get ready for another East Carolina football Saturday. Pirates will take on Charlotte. 2 o'clock we will be with you 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, Bryce, uh, one moment that got me irritated the other night is when East Carolina had it. First down, eight-yard pass to Shane Calhoun. All right. 
second down no gain third down no gain that's fine we just got to get two yards keep doing, yeah, yeah. keep it moving mm-hmm. you got uh over six minutes left to go in the game you're down 14 it's not looking good but hey score here cut it to a seven and we got a shot um the pirates elect to punt the ball in that situation mm. and i thought well kind of waving the, the white towel when you, you do that in that situation uh, Mike Houston was asked about that today why he chose to punt on fourth and two in that situation here's what he had to say this is cut three so um, you know I think there is a, a line between being aggressive and, and doing what you think is best to help you win and I think that every situation is different and that's uh, you know that's we spent a lot of time preparing for those situations and you, know, you take a lot of factors into play and so, uh, you know, the one you're referencing is seven minutes to go, uh, fourth and two from the minus 33. So we're fairly deep in our own territory. Uh, we have all three timeouts. And so, you know, the, the question there is, if you go for it and get it, great. You extend the drive that you're, you're in right now. Um, if you go for it and don't get it, uh, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball pretty, pretty firmly. Uh, that deep in, in territory. Um, you know, you're, you're hoping to limit them to a field goal at that point. So it's a two-possession game right now. I know the score takes it to be a three-possession game. Uh, so uh, with the way we had played defensively uh, for the last several quarters, especially in the second half, um, you know, really they hadn't moved the ball at all in the second half. Uh, and, you know, the last two plays we hadn't gained a yard. So uh, felt like right there with all three timeouts, you know, our best course of victory of, of, of winning the ball game was to punt it away, use our timeouts, and try to get the ball back with, you know, five-plus minutes to play in better uh, field position uh, with a fresh set of downs. Now, it didn't work out for us. Uh, you know, if we're sitting here having the same discussion and it did work out for us, then, you know, it'd be a great call. So, but that's the thing you deal with every time. I mean, uh, no different than going for it fourth and one, uh, you know, down in the red zone instead of taking the field goal. Uh, certainly you converted that one and uh, a great decision. Uh, now, if you don't, then, you know, not such a great decision. So it's what we deal with. Uh, I mean, we've looked at our stats. You know, we're converting about uh, 44% on the year uh, on fourth down. Uh, we look at the analytics every week. So uh, I know that uh, it's easy for a someone to sit here after the game and evaluate the decision and be very critical of it. But uh, we spend a lot of time each week preparing for those situations, uh, both analytically uh, and in practice. So uh, there's a lot that goes into that decision. All right. So that was uh, Mike Houston's decision on the fourth and two call. Um, And, you know, I I didn't like it at the time. I didn't like it. I, I didn't. I didn't like it just because SMU scored. What like at that point, I thought, well, it doesn't matter what SMU does. If they were to go three and out here, you're taking two more minutes at least off the clock, and you're talking about having four minutes to score 14 points. So I mean, yeah, I didn't like it then, um, but that was his explanation, Bryce. Yeah, that, that his um, and he's right. His defense had played well to that point. But at that point, you're you're running out of time. Like you don't have time for for all that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, it seems like we typically like to go go for it on fourth down, and um, in that situation, it seems right. Just like you said, 
because you know Helen, like I said, at least another two minutes, four minutes to run, you know, to get fourteen points. And unfortunately, with the way the offense has been, it's not like we score fairly quickly, right? Um, and it's it's fourth and two. It's not fourth and twelve. And yes, you're in your own territory, but you're at your thirty three, not your twenty three or your thirteen, right. like. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can definitely see both ways. Um, you know, it makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. Do you maybe go a little more aggressive and just go for broke during that game? You know, just trying to get as much as we can um, back or do as much as we can with what time we got. But I and know. I hate to say it and, and to be this, but with this offense, it doesn't matter what you do. You ain't scoring two touchdowns in six minutes. <laughs> that's the sad truth Un- of it all unfortunately yeah I mean, so, facts are facts i hate to look at it that way yeah, but it's tough. it really don't matter what you call there you can call a double reverse hail mary lateral flea flicker, flea, yeah, whatever station puerto rico exactly and it ain't gonna matter <laughs> but i would try have tried to uh to get the first down and keep it going that was coming off a uh a back-breaking pick six you know right before mm. that so yeah that one hurt i mean you are 17 to 10 a minute ago you know right, right there in the yeah. game oh for sure with the ball and then uh you lose it there so uh just uh frustrating times for these pirates all right uh let's get another break in we'll come back we'll go pirate radio outdoors a little more ecu football so bryce williams will guess the spread east carolina versus charlotte <laughs> we'll give him the uh the info he needs to know to guess the spread and then he will guess the score and see if he could be right for the second time this year. Jeez, that's all I'm at. That's rough. I mean, I'm 20, is it 20, well, 20%? Two out of, no, two. You're one out of uh, six at this point. One out of six. One in five, yeah. That's less, that's not 20%. That's low. Low, low, low. We'll take a break, come back more with Bryce Williams when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials. Uh, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway, too. That starts at 5 o'clock. St- uh, score every Sunday at DeBuck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Bryce has a question. How do folks on TV, commentators, news people, 
They never yawn. They never scratch their itch their nose. Yeah. He wants to know how they do it. I do not know how they do it because it happens to me all the time. Exactly. They can get us on radio. But we are on camera. Oh, yeah. I do. Dang. Well, you did know that, right? You're right. Well, I did. And then I was. Mm, yeah, well, I guess people see me yawning, itching, sniffing, snorting. I mean, scratching. shoot, sometimes during the fifth quarter, we're sitting here and I've got a plate of food in front of me and somebody switches the camera and I'm sitting there stuffing my face. So <laughs> I, I don't know how they managed to do it. Man. Yeah, we just kind of let it fly here. Yeah. Well, because we're human. We're, we're the, all flawed. We're we, the common man. You know, exactly. Woman. We yeah. all have itches and sniffles and all sorts of Bryce is the most aggressive violent nose itcher <laughs> of anybody I've ever met it is you mean like this yeah and it is so loud and like it, it hurts my nose when he does it I've been doing that so long and Anna everybody's like why do you itch your nose like that I'm like how else do you itch it you asked me one time how do you itch your nose yeah how and do I was you? like I guess I just kind of go like that God, and sometimes that thing needs you to are yeah it's like it's just it is ah oh. <laughs> good it's, lord our mics pick that up it's painful <laughs> I, I worry it's and it gets in i mean that. sometimes i mean i just hammer down on it. i mean there's top pay to take 10 10 12 strokes you know i remember the first time i had a good uh this is a very weird gross thing uh, first time it's crazy. I remember that my first big time <laughs> snot rocket. Of you know, my I life. could never snot rocket. I Man, did, I couldn't snot rocket. It changed my life. I was playing basketball outside in, uh, you know, in the the driveway or whatever, yeah. and shooting. And finally, it was just built up. And I don't know if I'd seen it on TV or something. And I just I I clogged up one side and blew, Wham. and it came out. And I was like, oh my god, I can breathe for the first time in my wow. life. And uh, what a moment. Man. Maybe you'll have I yours. Wish I could. Maybe that's what you need, Bryce. Is learn how to snot rocket. Yeah. Or something. Just fire one up. What are you shaking your head? Is this gross conversation, Chandler? Should we be talking about something? I just something? heard snot rocket. Oh, yeah. Snot rocket. Sorry. I don't think my no, my nasal passage is, is good for the angle. I think it more, because every time I try it, it just hits my lip. Oh, dear. That ain't good. It ain't good trajectory. Uh, Jay, you know who's a big yawner, apparently? Who? Uh, Jamie says Chandler. Chandler is the biggest yawner. He can do 20 yawns in one segment. Jeez, Chandler. I mean, I've had my yawning uh, episodes. Are you not sleeping well, or is this boring to you? No, I haven't yawned today, but there is times where I've been on the show and I've yawned. And mm. it's not a good look. I need to stop that. I know. You got to turn your... That's why I wear a hat sometimes. I'm good, though. I'm good now, though. Due to football season and me being sick and everything, me being old, uh, I went to sleep before kickoff of the game last night. I did wake up and watch the end of it, but, like, I'm trying to go to sleep. I haven't been trying to go to sleep earlier. I've been forced to go to sleep earlier. Mm -hmm. I've just been tired tonight. Yeah. Hard-working man. (laughs) Hey, man. I mean, look. You ain't lying. (laughs) Look at his hands. That's a hard-working man's hands. Right. Look at these hands. Yes, sir. <laughs> look, Non-stop. Look at this. I got bruises. And you got a day. I don't even have any bruises. Nah, it's like from a pen. But it looks like yeah, I you, caught my you, finger and something. Slammed it. Yep. Working on a tractor. <sighs> slammed it against the axle. All right. We got to go outdoors. So let's do a uh, quick uh, lightning round edition of Pirate Outdoors. A uh, couple of things. Randolph said, Bryce, have you been hunting yet? Bryce was also looking down the calendar because he's got uh, 
hunting dates coming up so mm-hmm. give us a uh, hunt rundown Bryce. uh unfortunately i've not been in the woods yet but i have sort of prepping as far as still getting the deer comfortable coming to the uh stand locations which i don't have up yet but that's where i'm gonna put them um several does coming in small bucks and i actually finally have a pretty decent i think i can't tell if he maybe has little brow tines or if he's a big uh six pointer with just the tines off his main beams was the best buck i've had on camera on this property since we've had it um two years so um that's enlightening unfortunately it was at 2 a.m but hopefully with you know several does around little small bucks he kind of feels um comp you know if there's there's a competition you know when the rut kicks in and um he can come in the daylight because it is rifle season now but i'd still like to shoot with my bow but uh still got a lot of activity in the woods nothing crazy to really get me in there as far as like shooter bucks um because i may pass on him with a rifle but if i'm in the stand with my bow there's just something different when you have a decent buck with your bow versus rifle um then I'll probably draw back on them. But uh, I'm still working to find time to slip in the woods and make you know make my time with it. But I have been on the water as well. So, What you been doing on the water? Uh, I, we went on, uh, I was, did the Atlantic Beach Open, yeah, Atlantic Beach Open, or Atlantic Beach King Mackerel Tournament. I fished on Thursday. Um, <clears throat> said it was supposed to be nice and you know, good conditions, variable winds, well, it was on the other end of variable because it was blowing 30. I mean, five-footers just rocking the boat, raining. Not the best trip I've been on, but thankfully for scopolamine patches because I didn't feel seasick one bit. Um, we, ended up do, we did catch two kings, uh, blackfin tuna, and some barracuda and stuff. So not an epic day, but, you know, at least didn't get skunked and uh made it home safe because it was pretty gnarly out there gnarly mm-hmm. all right there you go pirate radio outdoors update with bryce williams we'll take our final time out come back get his official prediction for east carolina and charlotte when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the effort since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was up 13 points today, finished out at 33,997. The NASDAQ fell, however, 34 points at 13,000. 433. The S&P remained relatively unchanged at 4,373. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report or personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now back to the show. Hi. Wrapping it up with Bryce Williams. During the break, I gave him the information needed to make an educated guess on the spread of this game. I told him that, like East Carolina, Charlotte's 1-5. and five. Like East Carolina, their one win came against an FCS opponent. Like East Carolina, they haven't beat an FBS opponent. 
So, Bryce, knowing that information, what do you think the spread is for ECU and Charlotte? Uh, as I was doing the breakdown during the break, I'm going 11. ECU by 11? ECU by 11. I'm going to tell you that you are four points off. It is East Carolina by seven. Mm. So, Tug. He was far two off. points off of the original spread, yeah. which was nine. Yeah. You're, you're, pretty, you're pretty close to it. Well, let's see what happens. I'm thinking ECU going to win it. <laughs> are you now? Oh, I, mean, my God, I think are we're going to win it. Chandler, we're, I think we're going to win it. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe we will. You know, I think we will. So, ECU, I'm going to hope we score some touchdowns. I'm going 21 to, I guess I got to do 11 to uh, 19. Is that 11? You can't get 19. <laughs> Wait. 21 to 10? 21 to 10. Daggum, I was what I was thinking. I don't know. 21 to 10. My bad. All right. That's a real football score. There we go. We'll do that. Bryce, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, assisting and getting Shane Cardinal. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to have him. We'll uh, see you next week. All right. Shirley, Chon, Chat Gang. See y'all tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Wednesday. All new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina.